Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. This victory here is the beginning of the end for Donald Trump. And here in a state that goes by the motto, live free or die, you made up your own minds. Hello, America. I'm Amy Klobuchar, and I will beat Donald Trump. We need to hear from Nevada and South Carolina and Super Tuesday states and beyond. It ain't over, man. We're just getting started. I doubt it. A young woman came up by herself and she said, I'm a broke college student with a lot of student loan debt. I checked and I have $6 in the bank. I just gave $3 to keep you in this fight. That's what we gotta do. You are fake news. Oh, good for you. Very fake news. Great story. Compelling and rich. No one cares! I agree with that. This is gag free where he is. Terrific team on all counts. Big ups to Rebecca for keeping Matt woke. <laughs> all right, go, go. I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best you can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. Plenty to discuss tonight. Per usual, comrade Bernie Sanders wins New Hampshire in expected fashion, but he barely edged out Pete Boot Edge Edge. I see what Um, you did there. that, That didn't. That fell flat. That was not a good one. Anyway, uh, that's the story there, is Pete Buttigieg gets a nice bump out of his alleged Iowa victory. Uh, Meanwhile, Joe Biden and Elizabeth Warren continue absolute free fall. I think it's now a debate about who's going to quit first. We'll get to that a little bit later. Um, And then we've been wondering the last few streams what impeachment two is going to look like. It's not a question of if, but when. Impeachment two is coming When is it coming and what will it be for? We got some clues this week. Some Democrats are calling for impeachment of Donald Trump or Bill Barr based on this Roger Stone Twitter fiasco this week with the president chiming in about Roger Stone's um, seems fair to call it excessive, uh, excessive, the excessive prosecutorial recommendation. Yeah, but I saw some leftist loving Barr this week because he told uh trump to stop tweeting because he's making his job too difficult yeah and i uh i'm mostly on bill barr's side in this one but i don't think that there's any impeachable conduct no, we'll hear sorry. we'll hear the case from uh from a few democrats now twitter says mike bloomberg is racist all week uh we'll, we'll discuss that that trend uh, bernie got prank called by those same russians who pose as greta and her dad the same ones who called uh, adam schiff prior to how did bernie keep doing this Bernie fell for it, apparently. And then uh, I know we mentioned this on Wednesday, but we'll get into it in more detail. 
This is surely blonde rage bait. Scandinavian Airlines runs this weird self-loathing ad claiming there is uh, nothing that is actually Scandinavian, that everything in Scandinavia came from somewhere else. So presumably we have to... I don't know, open the borders, bring in every, I'm not exactly sure what their conclusion is, but you it know, it's piss weird. You off more than it pisses me off. It's globalist propaganda. Well, I did say that people sent this to me and thank you for that. Um, if ever I was going to uh, stand up and make a rallying cry for snow apes to unite in Kevin Flanagan fashion, this would be it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and, and of course it's, it's all the trolls fault. This thing is massively downvoted. But it's all it's all trolls. It's so they all put it back racists. up. Last I checked, they'd taken it down. They took it. They took it down for mere hours. Did they take? They, they, they delete they, it or did they, they just private it? it. Ah. They private so it. So it has the original. Correct. No. Okay. No numerical losses other than what would have happened. Gotcha. They took the comments off, but they, but there was a period of like six hours where you couldn't access it. Plus, uh, we have some hoax hate, and then uh, a plus surprise cringe. So stick around, and I promise it's not like. It's not total black pill surprise cringe. It's not going to like make you want to quit everything about yeah. life. It, it's it's kind of it's just it's good old fashioned comedy. Okay, fine. That's good. And uh, we will take super chats on YouTube or Streamlabs or DLive, of course, in between topics. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low down money grabbers. Of course, it will be all this and more in your favorite couple, uh, couple hours of listing material. Remember. You can find everything show-related and support the show over on the website. That's mattchristiansenmedia.com. One of the many things we have featured over on the website is special deals from listener-owned businesses. Of course, this week, our feature business is our friends uh, and a huge supporter of the show over at Charity Swipes. If you own or manage a business, Charity Swipes is a company that you need to speak with. They are a credit card processor just like Square or PayPal, but they have much lower fees, meaning you keep more money in your pockets where it belongs. They have solutions for all types of businesses from retail stores to restaurants to e-commerce and more. No matter if you own a huge corporation or a small mom and pop operation, They'll help you find what works best for you. Charity Swipe's name comes from the fact that they give 30% of their annual profits to great charities. These are uh, charities like Wounded Warriors, Make-A-Wish, the Gary Sinise Foundation. Not to Planned Parenthood like Susan Calls Charity or whatever else. You Although can trust we do give all of the super chats to Planned Parenthood. I just that's Susan's fault. <laughs> no, Sorry, we, we that's, give that's all, all of the super chats voluntarily. You and I I'm supposed to stick to the talking points. <laughs> for our friends at Charity Swipes. Oh yeah, sorry. By working with Charity Swipes, not only do you get the lowest rate on your credit card processing, you get to, you get to support good causes along the way at the same time. Um, if you currently accept credit cards, Charity Swipes will review your processing rates for free and show you how much you could be saving. All listeners who choose to sign up will receive a free setup and a free card reader as well. You can view all the details of this offer on their website. That's charityswipes.com slash MC. Every signup greatly supports this show as well. So if you own a business and you would like to help yourself and us, go check them out. That's charityswipes.com slash MC. And of course, uh, we also have a whole bunch of other cool offers from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses, including Phoenix Ammunition, Snoring Defense Technologies, Flyover States, Black Rifle Garb, and more. That's mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals. Deals for listeners by listeners. Uh, I do have one viewer contribution before we hop into the news. Recall a little while back, we heard uh, basically a theme song and kind of a metal style by oh, our yeah? friend Chris. Uh, if you didn't catch that episode, this was a this was a theme song for the show by Chris. It's the Sunday show. It 
Well, he also created a Heil Honkler song. This is a full-length <laughs> song. I just got a little bit of it, but uh, this is pretty funny and well done. So this is uh, Heil Honkler. Uh, you can find it, find it on my community page if you want to find the full song. In clown world, it makes no sense at all. Boys and girls are swapping teams for a general overhaul. Boys are chopping <laughs> up their dicks and sewing up their balls. Because when you live in clown world, everyone's beautiful. I can tell you there's way more work put into that than is justified, certainly. Uh, so thank you for that, Chris. Uh, again, that's linked on my website on the community page if you want to find it. And I also uh, have information that Chris is getting married next week. So oh, congratulations. congratulations. Chris, to you and your bride and uh, all the best. Um, I had a personal update that I forgot to put in the show notes. Oh, sure. Okay, so I got my 20-week ultrasound, which is a nerve-wracking cool. ultrasound. I don't know if you guys can see, but can you see? A oh, no. little bit. There's a little bit of a glare, but yeah. There's my little baby. There she is. She looked really pissed I, off the whole time. Uh, I assume all good news, though, right? Yeah. I mean, 20 week ultrasound is really scary because uh, if you have a neural tube defect or something else is wrong, like that's when you're going to find out. But if you get the all clear at the 20 week ultrasound, then you really only have to worry about birthing complications or like her having a birthmark on her. Sure. Or something that would be terrible. But um, yeah, which she was, you would worry about that. You'll be up many nights worried about that. Before. I, I'm worried about everything. Yeah. But yeah. she, you know, babies don't like the ultrasound because it produces heat. And so she was like, mm. no. And then she flipped over and then so, uh, kicked me. So right how, in much, the how much movement great. can you actually observe? Because one of the most this like the scene from Unplanned, for example, not to go into this area. I know you don't necessarily want to think about it, but that was always described as like purely propagandistic when you could see there was the ultrasound scene where the baby was moving and and you could no. see all this fine movement. How much movement could you actually observe? Uh, like a lot. I could see her rolling around and I could see the umbilical cord and like where that was situated. And like when we would put the ultrasound like on top of her, I could see her put her hands up. Wow. So you could, you could see a lot of detailed. Yeah. I mean, subtle movements. I would have declined the 3d ultrasound, but I guess it's just part of what they do now. Hmm. Um, yeah, I've never seen one that's, that's as detailed as the one I saw from you. You know, I'm used to the really grainy two dimensional, this thing, this thing made it look like the kid is like a a wax sculpture or something really weird. Yeah. And because she kept putting her hands up, like a lot of the things that I wanted to see about her face, uh, was obscured, but I, I, I can tell that she has my nose and my chin already and she's got a pretty big mouth. So just like her mom, I know. Yeah. Things are happening. This baby's. I'm actually, I'm actually having a baby. <laughs> well, <laughs> congratulations on a good ultrasound. Yeah, I could abort this baby for like several more weeks, couldn't I? I don't know. What does the state of Idaho say? I, I have no idea. I don't know. I'm 22 weeks. Let me know in the live chat. I don't. I. It would be like a pretty late second trimester abortion, yeah. but I'm. I think you can do that. Why are we so talking crazy. about that weird shit? Sorry. No. That's my fault for bringing it up. In 15 uh, years, she's going to be listening back and she's going to be like, you know that episode you talked about my ultrasound? Why were you also talking about a boring mom? No, no, no. That was the hot issue of the day. Man. It was. It's Seriously speaking, it's interesting to think about these things in that context because you're supposed to believe that's not a person in there. That's not uh, a life that is worth the same protection as the rest of us walking around. Yeah, how? She's got my little face. She's already pissed off. This, this is my baby. I can tell. Well, uh, 
Congratulations. And of course, uh, we hope for a successful successful second half. Is that the term? Is that how I would phrase it? I'm more than halfway done now. So. No. Well, um, Trump is making everyone mad on Twitter. Or at least that's what I saw uh, this afternoon because Trump showed up at the Daytona 500. I'm not going to pretend to know a lot about NASCAR, but there's like the famous start your engines call. He did that's that. Literally all I know about it. And then he did the, the presidential motorcade did a pace lap. This is what that looked like this afternoon. But this is truly an historic first. A sitting United States president pacing the field for the great American race. He said he wanted to do a lap. He's going to do it. Can you still pace the field? Yep. <laughs> Love it. Gosh, it's awesome. Those presidential limousines, which are built on truck chassis, weigh about 22,000 pounds, will probably not be doing 70 through the 31-degree banking of turns one and two. Gentlemen, start your engines. So I thoroughly enjoyed the leftist outrage or just the anti-Trump TDS outrage on Twitter. One pretending to care about NASCAR. And then the other thing I saw them bitching about was how much did this cost the American taxpayer as though they suddenly care about that sort of thing. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I I guess I haven't seen everything here, but people are accusing him of using this as like a campaign thing too. I didn't actually see any campaigning. I don't consider this any more controversial than, say, I don't know, if a president attended uh, any other sporting event and gave a brief address or some well-wishing before it. I didn't see Trump 2020 unless I missed that. I'll stand corrected. But I didn't view this as inherently political. It's a president attending. Yeah, probably. It's a safe bet that 70, 80 percent. Would that change anything? I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, you can make an argument that, like, why are you co-opting an American tradition for a campaign event? But... What, uh, how much of the audience do you think are, are natural conservatives? It's got to be like 90%. There's one Antifa NASCAR yeah. fan who's really pissed off. Yeah. Anyway, um, the other thing we've been uh, talking about the last couple of weeks is post impeachment after Trump was acquitted of the uh, impeachment charges from the House. Is it okay to say the, I got to be sure. Okay, cool. <laughs> It's like, I don't know if I can put this web page up, otherwise we'll get in trouble. I don't see the name. The question was, can we say the name of the alleged whistleblower on YouTube now, Erica Marshmallow? Can we, we say We thought we could and we said his name repeatedly two Wednesdays ago. I did, yeah. The same Wednesday of the impeachment acquittal. I said it at least a dozen times. And YouTube did not ban that stream. Now, that is the Colin show. It's only live on YouTube, but it is still there. It's just private, and I've received no message of punishment. Anyway. Where I'm getting at is, I guess you still can't say the name because a a video of Rand Paul speaking on the Senate floor saying the name of the alleged whistleblower was taken down. I heard reports that this was on like CNBC's channel or some other major channel. I could not confirm what channel this was actually on, Hmm. but it sounds like it was on a, a major, a significant channel of like establishment media as opposed to just like a guy's YouTube channel, some random person. So uh, they took it down. YouTube removed it saying it violates YouTube's community guidelines. Rand Paul said, quote, it is a chilling and disturbing day in America when a giant web company such as YouTube can decide to censure speech. Now, even protected speech 
such as that of a, a senator on the Senate floor can be blocked from getting to the American people. This is a dangerous and politically uh, this is dangerous and politically biased. Nowhere in my speech did I accuse anyone of being a whistleblower, nor do I know the whistleblower's identity. And of course, this is right in line with uh, Rand Paul's question for the um, for the House managers during the impeachment hearing in which he said the name, but he did not accuse that person of being the whistleblower. Mm-hmm. You can't say a name now. Right. Even regardless of context, you just can't say a name. Uh, presumably forever. We're just going to hold this standard forever. Okay. <laughs> I mean, his name is public knowledge at this point. And then yeah. the Streisand effect, it's so easy to... I mean, I, I, bet, I bet he autofills on Google. Probably. Unless Google has tampered with that sort of thing. Uh, He's the YouTube... first thing that you that comes up when you type in Eric. They haven't fixed that yet? No. Wow. Um, you mean Erica. Erica Marshmallow. YouTube spokeswoman Ivy Choi said videos, comments, and other forms of content that mention the leaked whistleblower's name violate YouTube's community guidelines and will be removed from YouTube. She added that uploaders had the option to edit the name out of their footage and re-upload. Now, mind you, when YouTube punished us and other channels in the independent media commentary sphere... We did not get such an option, did we? They yes, but they never said what she's saying. They never said this is why. They never said you said right. the name of the alleged whistleblower. You can edit that out. All they got was a generic email that said there's private information in here. Eliminate the private information. And when I said what private information, the stream is two hours long. What are you asking me to remove? No response. Never would explain to me. So it is. This isn't the first time YouTube has articulated a standard to media inquiry. And refuse to tell its own content creators what that standard is. Absurd. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, in other YouTube nonsense, uh, I guess Nick Fuentes is banned. Is that still the case? He hasn't been restored, I don't think. Uh, not as a few hours, as of a few hours ago. Um, I'm not surprised to hear this. Like every time I watch his content, I'm like, how has he not been banned yet? Of course, for some reason, I thought he already was. But uh, he had not. some kind of uh, suspension and two strike thing. Couldn't stream gotcha. for a week, something like that. Um, I'm bummed out about this, though. YouTube terminated Nick Fuentes' YouTube channel for multiple, this is what they always say, multiple or severe violations of YouTube's policy prohibiting hate speech. Uh, do you have his tweet up? Yeah. Um, he tweeted this channel was wrongly terminated and described YouTube's decision as the end result of a concerted effort by leftist, conservative, and gatekeepers and Silicon Valley censors. To silence my show and the movement it has inspired. The Groiper movement is inspired. Um, he will continue America First on DLive. He's going to unveil a longer-term home for the show next week. He's still on BitChute. I believe he still has some platforms where you can support him. Um, I, s- I saw him promoting, I think even, yeah, he's promoting his DLive channel right below this tweet. And again, we saw the DLive hit piece before. Yeah. Which again, makes me DLive yeah. people, if you're listening, I don't know. But make Don't the right bitch call out. here. Don't bitch out. Increasingly, you are going to be the alternative for places that get banned on YouTube, and you are being gifted an audience with episodes like this. Make the smart call. Uphold strictly a legal standard. I've seen Nick Fuentes accused of advocating violence. Now, I've no. I've had uh, you know I've had my criticisms of Nick Fuentes along the way. I've never heard him advocate violence against people. He's just a 20 year old edgelord. It's like uh, this guy. It's like when they banned soap. That's what, that's what this reminds me. Yeah. I forgot about that. 
But um, but yes, the idea that you're going to delete Nick Fuentes' audience by deleting his YouTube channel, not going to happen. He's going to carry a significant audience to another platform, DLive, whoever it is, be smart enough to accept that audience. It's unfortunate that wherever they go is going to be labeled a right-wing hate factory or whatever. The reality is there's a demand for that product. You need to be smart enough to host it, and you need to stand yeah. up to these activist assholes who keep trying to ban people off the internet. And at least, at least it'll be fun to watch. Like I'm so bored with YouTube content because everything, our show included, is milk toast horseshit now. Nobody can say what they actually want. <laughs> Why is so our, our show is milk toast horseshit. How I dare say, you? Like how dare ten percent of the things I want to. I'm bored with myself at this point. Oh, I'm like, oh, shut your blonde mouth. I've heard you say this a thousand times before. Talk about what you really want to talk about. This show but is what it's, it's two bank tellers have a polite conversation. I think that's, that's what uh, it was characterized. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so crazy. People are, and I have heard this. I don't want to throw around accusations. This is probably a bad idea, but I've heard that Jayoff got him banned. I've heard accusations that people made and there was a concerted effort as he's describing. I can't substantiate those. So I'm not, I'm, I don't want to throw anyone under the bus without proper evidence. I heard from my mom. <laughs> well, then that's confirmed. God. But yeah, anyway. It's a huge um, bummer though. And then I did see Ben Shapiro tweeting about this. He's like, Ugh, Nick Fuentes is like a huge piece of shit. But human garbage, band, blah, gang. Blah. Yeah. Human garbage. Like this yeah. makes me more mad than than just nobody commenting on it. It's like you have to counter signal and be like, I think this huge this person is a huge piece of shit, but I'm such a free speech warrior. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, I know. You got to throw him under the bus. I mean, at least at least you're sticking up for the principle. But yeah, I, I tire of the he's terrible. Oh, he's so awful. Yeah, if he's terrible and he's so awful, turn him off. Ignore him. Simple as that. I don't know. It's just bumming me out. I mean, YouTube used to be. So much fun. Yeah, it is getting it is getting lamer for sure. And it's going to continue in that direction. And so we just have to hope that other platforms are wise enough to host the content that people are actually interested in. Instead of trying to shove CNN down our throats. It also should be said that this is a some it's still a somewhat effective um, method for silencing people because people get banned and then they kind of like nobody really watches their content anymore. Like what happened to Mm. Soph? I mean. uh, I don't. Well, fair point. I actually have not followed up, but I was never the. I like Soph. I just, the thing is, I feel weird about getting political takes from a teenage girl. <laughs> so I she's could not, never. She's on the ground though. Yeah. I mean, it's not a shot at her. It's just, it's the situation. It's the reality of the situation. So I was never an avid watcher, but I haven't checked in. I, I Did she stop making content? Is she still making no, content? I'm I don't sure know. No, I'm pretty sure she's behind the paywall. Last time I checked, she was on like um, Gavin's uh, network, freespeech.tv. Right, right. Oh, she's anyway. on the blaze now. Is that true? No way. Zero chance. They would, they would never bring her on. I'll stand corrected if I'm wrong about that, but I would dive shock if she were on the blaze. Well, if they if, send me a link, I could Google it. But anyway, we're all, we got to keep it moving. We got tons to talk about. Yeah. Uh, you see this episode from uh, the university yes. of Virginia, <laughs> a viral video on Twitter this week, a female student at the university of Virginia delivers a public service announcement discouraging white people from occupying space in the campus's new multicultural student center. This is what it looked and sounded like. Public service announcement. Excuse me. If y'all didn't know, this is the MSC. And frankly, there's just Lizzo, too many no. white people in here. And this is a space <laughs> for people of color. So just be really cognizant of the space that you're taking up because it does make some of us POCs uncomfortable when we see too many white people in here. It's only been open for four days. And frankly, there's the whole university 
for a lot of y'all to be at. And there's very few spaces for us. So keep that in mind. Thank you. Applause. Uh, in response, actually, I don't know. Oh, wrong tweet. We'll get to that in a second. Oh, I guess I don't have it up. But um, oh my God. In Just imagine a white person saying the exact same thing about black people. Yeah, I know. It's, what's next? Are we going to install the fountains? Install the, uh, I don't know, whatever separate facilities you want? Um, according to reports, this person is just a student that, that wasn't a person who's in a position of leadership or management or whatever. That was some random chick. Yeah. It was just some <laughs> random chick in a statement on Twitter. UVA university of Virginia says, quote, in order to foster the diversity of experience and ideas that make UVA a great and good place to study and work. These centers are open to all members of the university community. So it looks like they're just trying to brush this aside. Mm. Anyway, um, recall back in November, uh, Brown's defensive end. I know you love football, but this incident was interesting. Brown's defensive end, Miles Garrett, ripped off Steelers quarterback Mason Rudolph's helmet and clubbed him in the head. And then uh, later said that Mason Rudolph called him the N-word. This all sounds vaguely familiar. And the NFL did an investigation. And despite there being a million uh, microphones on every NFL field, a million phones recording every possible angle of every event on the field, Nobody was able to produce any evidence that Mason Rudolph called Miles Garrett the N-word during this altercation. Well, Miles Garrett was suspended from football for the remainder of the season, and he has now recently been reinstated. He did an interview on ESPN that aired over the weekend, and he's doubling down on this he-called-me-the-N-word explanation for what happened. I go to take him down. He says some words as we're going down. What did he say to you? Ah. <sighs> I mean, he called me the N-word. He called me a stupid N-word. And when he said it, you know, it kind of sparked something, but I still tried to let it go and still walk away. And once he came back, it kind of kind of reignited the situation. Like, there's there's nothing that I can say or do to justify what I did on that day. I'm not saying there's nothing to justify it, and I didn't do anything wrong. And uh, I know what I yeah. know what happened. I know what I heard. He said it, but you know, that was three months ago, four months ago now. I'll leave that behind. I just appreciate this Photoshop from people replying to the Sports Center interview. Well done with the Jussie Smollett uh, head on top of uh, Mace, uh, Miles Rudolph. Miles Rudolph. Miles Garrett's body. Uh, <laughs> Mason Rudolph uh, replied on Twitter, quoting the Sports Center clip that we just saw and saying, 1,000% false. So this is the quarterback he's accusing of using the N-word. 1,000% false, bold-faced lie. I do not, have not, and would not utter a racial slur. This is a disgusting and reckless attempt to assassinate my character. I do appreciate how Miles Garrett says, well, this isn't a justification for what I did, but he did say it, and I want you to know that he said it. Well, if it's not a justification for what you did, then it's irrelevant. Right. And the correct answer is, emotion got the best of me, and I clubbed a guy in the head, and for that, I'm sorry. Instead, he's trying to drag this guy, drag Mason Rudolph down with him. With yeah. this nonsensical accusation of using the N-word. And again, as we said at the time, the proper answer is, so what? I don't, if the guy did say the N-word, you can't club him in the head with a football helmet. You go, that yeah. guy sucks. Irrelevant, yeah. Anyway. That's true. Uh, speaking of Jesse Smollett here, Jesse Smollett has been indicted again. Second time's the charm, maybe? What's, uh, what's yeah, going on with Chicago prosecutor prosecutors? Yeah, and sounds really pissed off so hopefully Good. something's gonna happen uh, a special cook county grand jury on tuesday indicted the actor on six counts of disorderly conduct 
alleging alleging he orchestrated the racist and homophobic attack. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's weird about this, the allegations almost identical to the charges brought and then dropped hmm. by Cook County prosecutors last year. Do we have a clip for this? I thought we did for some reason. I don't know. Oh, never mind. Um, in announcing the new indictment, Dan Webb, which is this new special prosecutor, he was appointed six months ago to investigate all aspects of this Smollett investigation, although that was probably very costly, too. So I don't really know how I feel about this. It's like, can't we just look at all the evidence that we already had and be like, yeah, dude's lying. <laughs> um, yeah, he said, Jesse Smollett planned and participated in a stage hate crime attack and therefore made numerous false statements to Chicago PD officers on multiple occasions reporting a heinous hate crime that he, in fact, knew had not occurred. He also talks about the extensive nature of the falsehoods, the massive amount of time and money Chicago police put into the investigation, and the strength of the evidence cited by Kim Fox's own prosecutors in bringing Mm. the original charges. Mm. How about that? Not only do prosecutors drop charges without requiring Smollett to admit guilt, he left the courtroom that day, having been credit given credit for two days of community service already performed, and he paid um, no restitution except forfeiting ten grand in bond money, which is less than ten percent of the hundred thirty thousand dollars the police spent on overtime in the case. And it has to be more than that, right? I have no idea. That's the number they're throwing out there, but I don't I don't know if that's a complete number or not. Um, in a statement, Webb said his investigation. Well, that's, oh, never mind. That's just overtime. That's just overtime. That's so. That's obviously not the cost of the investigation overall. That's right. just that's bullshit too. He shouldn't be liable just for the overtime. He should be liable uh, for the entire, yeah. investigation. the entire investigation. Every minute that a cop is spending on his nonsense is a minute they're not spending on the what bajillion murders in Chicago yesterday. Well, it's not just the police. I mean, police departments are highly bureaucratic. What about all the people in administration sure. that have to process the paperwork? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that shit really trickles down. In his statement, Webb said his investigation into the controversial way Fox's office handled the case is continuing, mm, and that a final report would be issued to the court and Cook County Board of Commissioners. So I guess we'll know pretty soon here, but I mean, I don't think he's going to go to jail or anything, no. but it'd be nice if he had to pay for more than the overtime of the and if he at least got a meaningful conviction I, the, yeah i mean i i do think conduct seems sufficient to me but what's worse well, is i do think what he did charges. is worthy of prison time in my layman judgment granted that's not know. worth that much but i would at least like to see conviction and or admission of guilt and paying for not just the overtime but the whole goddamn investigation man. but at least a we're getting would closer. love prison though so I don't know if that's much of a punishment. <laughs> Maybe a reward. We're getting closer to where we need to be, though. So that's good news. Meanwhile, Kim Fox, the uh, Cook County state's attorney, who, of course, recused herself from the Jesse Smollett investigation, but didn't really. She stayed in contact with everybody working on it. And then they dropped all the charges. Uh, and she's been running for reelection, which we looked at last November, I think. Remember, everything in Chicago is the NRA's fault or whatever she said in that ad. Well, she issued a statement blaming Trump, basically. She says what's questionable here. She thinks that the decision to charge Smollett is some conspiratorial action against her reelection bid. She says what's questionable here is the James Comey-like timing of the charging decision just 35 days before the election, her election. 
which can only be interpreted as the further politicization of the justice system, something voters in the area in the era of Donald Trump should consider offensive. Please lecture us more about politicization of the justice system. Kim Fox, we all love your great stories. What's uh, what's going on with Michael Avenatti? Not a good a real week two for, him. for one this week. Yeah, wasn't it? yeah. The left was like, oh, he's our savior. What fucking retards. Um, convicted on Friday of trying to extort more than $20 million from the apparel giant Nike. We covered this story back in the day. Yeah. I hadn't heard anything about it, but he was convicted on Friday. We're awaiting sentencing. Um, he's scheduled to be sentenced in June, but he faces up to 40 years in prison. Wow. Yes. And he's set to stand trial in a separate federal criminal case on May 19th, which I think is related to the money that he used from Stormy Daniels, but I'm not sure about that. Hmm. Um, after three days of deliberations in the case uh, brought by the U.S. Attorney's Office in Manhattan, the jury found him guilty on all three counts, including attempted extortion and honest services fraud. Um, I don't know what that is. I've never heard of that before. Honest services fraud. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Um, so he was charged with an array of federal crimes in both New York and California. Uh, he was free on bail. So I guess we talked about this. Like it must've been a year ago when the charges were brought. Yeah. I can't remember exactly when they were brought, but we did discuss either. this at the time. So he's been on bail. A judge revoked that deal in January. Um, after prosecutors argued that he was continuing to engage in criminal activity huh. and he was in federal custody as he stood trial in New York this year. Um, they specifically accused him of trying to extort money from Nike, um, in exchange for evidence. He said he had of misconduct by the company employees um in the recruitment of college basketball players so this might have been true but it doesn't matter because it's extortion yeah uh, he he demanded that nike hire him to conduct an internal investigation into its criminal exposure contending that he had alternatively requested 22.5 million to buy his silence and resolve potential claims by a wow. youth basketball coach whom he said he represented so i don't know how much of this of his claim about nike is true i'm not really sure how relevant that is uh, do, uh, do we know when the like, sentencing? No. Oh, scheduled to be sentenced June, June 17th. 17th. So yeah. we don't know the Jussie schedule yet, but maybe we could get a two for one sentence too. Yeah, over the summer, a little a little summer two for one. And then this yeah. is interesting. He's also been charged with stealing nearly $300,000 from Stormy Daniels. Um, prosecutors accused him last spring of taking part in her book advance and putting it towards personal expenses, including dry cleaning, food deliveries, and a monthly payment on a Ferrari, which I believe was $4,000 a month. Wow. Well, we'll what keep an, an eye asshole. on it. Uh, I, real quick updates in some other legal cases. I'll keep it moving here because I do want to get to New Hampshire. Lots of interesting things to talk about there. Uh, we discussed last week this case of a guy who drove a van through a tent in Jacksonville, a Republican voter registration tent. And we were spec. I mean, everyone was speculating at the time that the guy was doing it out of a political motive, though police were not saying that. Uh, surprise, surprise this week. It did come out. It is confirmed that he did this with a political motive. No. The suspect is Gregory Tim. He's charged with two counts of aggravated assault, criminal mischief, and driving without a license. He's being held on over $500,000 bond. According to investigators, Tim admitted to purposefully driving into the tent because, quote, someone had to take a stand. He said he saw the registration tent after he went uh, to get food and cigarettes at the nearby Walmart. He showed investigators the video he recorded while driving toward the tent, but the video cuts out right before he hits the tent. So don't get to see exactly what happened. Tim says he waited until there were no people in front of the tent before driving through it, but investigators say the video shows people standing in close proximity. Tim told investigators he does not like President Trump 
And that was part of the reason he committed the act. So uh, surprise, surprise. But, you know, we'll get no more mention of this in any national media coverage, at least. And then there was this bizarre case of this guy in terms of another case of weird anti-Trump violence. This is a, uh, a New Hampshire voter who allegedly slapped a 15-year-old Trump supporter after leaving a polling place in New Hampshire on Tuesday. Ooh. Suspect is 34-year-old Patrick Bradley, accused of confronting the MAGA hat-wearing teen after voting at Wyndham High School and smacking him across the face. Bradley then allegedly hit two adults who tried to intervene in the scuffle, according to the original Fox News report. He's also accused of trying to destroy their tent. Like there must've been some kind of event going. He's also accused of trying to destroy a tent. I don't know what it is about tents. that's causing these people to go off, but that's part of this story too. According to the boy's mother, all her son did to trigger the alleged assault was wish Bradley a good night. She says, uh, quote, my son was standing outside on the sidewalk and he said, have a nice night. He says it to everyone, but this man was triggered. He said, fuck you to him and wound up his hand as fast as he could and slapped him across the face. There's no word on whether this was forehand or backhand. Uh, Bradley has been charged with assault and disorderly conduct and is, uh, was held on $5,000, a $5,000 bail. Oh man. And lastly, this is part of granted. Um, we don't necessarily know that the, pre- the past two guys were Bernie supporters. People are speculating that there's not, I don't think it's unreasonable speculation. Um, but whether it's the Steve Scalise shooting or several other instances that you can cite, people are commenting on a growing trend of Bernie supporter violence that appears to be, uh, it appears to be coming to fruition. And here's another example of uh, Bernie bros apparently going crazy. They were threatening leadership of the Nevada culinary union uh this week so in december a scorecard released by a culinary union in nevada to its membership criticized bernie sanders healthcare plan saying bernie would end culinary health care which is their health trust that covers 130,000 of their members uh the union believes bernie would uh, eliminate their health trust and force everyone to move on to a government plan Union leadership now tells the Nevada Independent that they have received numerous threatening messages from Bernie supporters. Emails provided to the Independent read in part, quote, This is your chance to fix your mistake before the millions and millions of Bernie Sanders supporters will find you and end your ability to earn a living. We will find you, corrupt motherfuckers. Uh, of that you can be sure, and we will make sure you wallow in poverty and suffering. Well, that sounds like Bernie Sanders' general <laughs> That's his platform. MO anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, another one reads, quote, Apologize and fix your mistake or else you will pay. I know tens of thousands of Bernie supporters, and we will come after you fascist imbeciles. Hashtag Bernie 2020, hashtag not me, us. Now, I can't, I haven't seen these emails. I can't verify them myself. This is just what's being reported. In response, though, um... Bernie Sanders said, quote, obviously that is not acceptable to me. And I don't know these so-called supporters. I don't know who they are. You know, we are living in a strange world on the internet. Anybody making attacks against anybody else in my name is not part of our movement. He clarified that these aren't threats. These are democratic threats, just like you see in Denmark and Sweden. Very different. What? (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I was Um, like, seriously? (laughs) (laughs) Now, I agree. I do agree that Bernie is not responsible in the same way they go after Trump this way. I agree Bernie is not responsible for these individuals that he expressly calls, uh, unless he expressly calls for and encourages the violence, which he's not. However, 
it does appear that there is a bit of a trend developing. You talk about like yeah. Trump inspiring the violence. It's not to say right wing violence doesn't exist. It does. But these stories are pretty common in the, in the last few weeks even. And they certainly don't get the wall to wall coverage that others do. Well, they liken themselves to Bolshevik style revolutionaries, which are inherently. Yeah. Um, isn't it weird how communist loyalty gets twisted into violent enforcement? Oh, what? It's, a, yeah. it's a shame that that ideology gets perverted. Yeah, in it that is. Way. Twisted. It's, it's not so real. Pure, you know? It's not real communism. <laughs> Something else. Well, uh, I'm excited to get to the New Hampshire results. Not really because they're exciting in and of themselves. Mostly, I just want to say goodbye to the campaigns that did not survive. Well, they survived the New Hampshire primary, but Wait, they'll go on. Don't, no don't play it. I have to pee. I oh. have to. Oh, it's I okay. To. I, well, have to. I don't know what to tell you. <sighs> I know okay. you want to play it. Uh, should we do a little super chat break? I, I can do a brief break. You're going to make them wait even longer. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, sorry people. It, it has, I can't get through this segment without doing it. I'm already so Hurry, hurry, oh, hurry. <laughs> I'll check in with Streamlabs really quick. Uh, Philip is hanging out over on Streamlabs and he says, I'm addicted to Tim Pool. I tried unsubscribing, but YouTube kept him in my feed. He said YouTube was deranking him. I laughed. I blocked his channel. I forgot he has a second channel. Please, God, help me. I want to stop clicking. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. I, I don't know. I, I, I have no idea if YouTube is pushing Tim Pool content or not. Could be the case. Uh, Philip says, uh, the new rules are too confusing. I'm going back to the way I was raised. It's okay to whisper and giggle about people behind their back, but don't start shit and never, ever turn away a customer. Fair point. He also says, uh, you've heard, quote, never wrestle with a pig. You both get dirty and the pig likes it. Well, Trump is our attack pig. His superpowers that he's immune to mudslinging. In fact, he likes it. Yeah, I've heard him described as a, uh, like a mud monster. You, know, you can throw mud at the mud monster, but he just absorbs the mud. It doesn't really have any effect. Well, we wait. And thanks, Philip. I'm going to open up the uh, treasure chest for our friends over on DLive. So that will come your way shortly. Um... Let's see. We do have several. Uh, Darth Jones, thanks for supporting over on DLive. Um, Peaceful Sunset says, congratulations and best wishes to Angry Baby. So there you go, Blonde. Oh, thank you. Sorry. Uh, thank you so much for letting me do that. Let's see. Architect of Fate says, Rand Paul's speech was on C-SPAN 2. It was on the C-SPAN 2 channel, if that's accurate. So that, again, not just a guy's, like some random guy's YouTube channel. C-SPAN 2. That's what got removed. Uh, Crypto Crook says, Hey, Matt and Blonde, longtime listener, third time supporter. Well, thank you. Love the show, Blonde. Congrats. And thanks for hanging out on DLive, too. Thanks. Um, Mr. Spry Guy says, Thanks for the show, guys. You're the best. Well, appreciate it. Thanks for keeping us afloat and hanging out on DLive. We will get to Super Chat in a bit. Thank you guys as well. Mostly, I just want to get to say a, a, a deserved farewell to the Andrew Yang campaign. He did not survive past the New Hampshire primary. And of course, we will remember him for this moment. That's a full service presidential candidate. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Who's next? I think it's posted there anyway. I don't know. Oh, it's uh, so painful. I yes. Can't. Yes. Andrew Yang has stepped down. He said to oh. his supporters on Tuesday night, 
quote, I am the math guy. And it is clear tonight from the numbers that we are not going to win this race. I am not someone who wants to accept donations and support in a race that we will not win. And so tonight I am announcing I am supporting or I'm suspending, suspending rather my campaign for president. We were wondering uh, on Wednesday, where would Andrew Yang's support go? Uh, it's, it's not immediately clear, but there's one particular poll that is interesting. This is from... Um, this is from Stanford University in Reality Check. Andrew Yang is up there with the more significant quits so far. He was carrying about 5% support, and um, but he did have a lot of online enthusiasm too. Yang Gang, uh, we'll have to see if they were enthusiastic only for him or if they're enthusiastic for politics generally. Yeah. But, but somewhat surprisingly, the new poll says uh, 33% of Yang supporters will go to Bernie, 33% remain undecided and notably 11% of them, not an insignificant number. They say they're going to Trump 11% of Yang supporters. Seriously. I well, Yeah, maybe. Okay. This poll. Um, uh, oh, and the other thing about this, almost no Yang supporters have any interest in democratic front runners slash establishment candidates. Not a big surprise there, but only 4% say they're going to Biden two and a half percent to Klobuchar 1% for uh, Buttigieg. Meanwhile, uh, Something called Michael Bennett quit. I don't even know who he is, and neither do you, but we will try to remember him. I will I'm Michael Bennett, and for the past 10 years, I've been a senator from the great state of Colorado. So join me if you want to get to work. Yeah? I think it's fitting for us to end the campaign tonight. I still don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Have you ever? I mean, his, he doesn't look familiar to me at all. I I remember him and Montana Governor Steve Bullock, who you also don't remember, going back and forth on the debate stage in like June or July, trying to tell the Democrats they're crazy for trying to be communists, but the Democrats didn't want to listen, so, so they've cast name them. Name sounds familiar. Face. I would not. Well, Michael it. Bennett is also the uh, NFL defensive end who claims that the Las Vegas Police Department was racist to him. That's not the same guy. Michael Bennett is a fairly common name. Hmm. So easily confusable. Speaking of which, something else called Deval Patrick quit this week. Speaking of confusing people, no, that's not Obama. No, that's not Cory Booker. That's former Massachusetts governor Deval Patrick, who was apparently running for president. I thought about making him his little tribute, but Sarah McLaughlin's not going to remember him because he has not said anything interesting since he announced his run in like <laughs> November. So the field is narrowing. Um, as far as the results of, of what actually happened, there are several interesting uh, things to talk about uh, once I can get my stupid article up here. So uh, in terms of how New Hampshire actually turned out, as I mentioned, and obviously Bernie Sanders held on. He was expected to win. Polling was heavily in his favor for a long time, but notably he just edged out Pete Buttigieg. So Sanders pulled 25.7% of the vote. Pete pulled 24.4. There was only about 4,000 votes separating the two. So Pete's bump from Iowa has been significant. Amy Klobuchar, though, maybe the surprise of the night surging. She's Klobucharging. That's what they're saying. She's on the Klobucharge. You could take that to be, well, maybe the actual Klobuchar voters out there will tell you she's compelling. I take that as a sign of a dissatisfied party that's like is looking for literally anything else. 
okay. I mean, you're not yeah. crazy. Maybe. Also, that's kind of paired with her being more electable than we initially gave her credit for. She's performed better. Her debate, debate performance stage. have been have been okay, but I can't stand her voice. It's it's yeah. a few decibels too loud, and she's very she's monotone, and it sounds like she's half yelling. It drives me nuts. Yeah. But hey, she's the one whose whose campaign is is doing well, or at least better than expected. So good for her. Now, as a matter of well, the other story here: the free fall of Elizabeth Warren and Joe Biden. I mean, my God, just a little while ago, Joe Biden was polling with numbers maybe up to three times as high as he actually achieved in New Hampshire. We'll get to that more in a moment. Joe Biden comes in fifth behind Elizabeth Warren as well. Elizabeth Warren didn't even clip 10%. Joe Biden's below her. Is he going to last the month? Yeah. I mean, who's going to quit between the two of them first? I want to make our guesses when we get to the end here. Um, And overall, in terms of the delegate count... Pete is still in the lead now because Bernie and Pete took the same delegates out of New Hampshire. So Pete's got 22 overall, Bernie at 21, Warren's in third at eight, somewhat surprisingly in the delegate count. And Klobuchar is sitting at six. So uh, one encouraging factor for the Democrats as well is that we mentioned turnout was very poor in Iowa. That was not necessarily the case in New Hampshire. New Hampshire's turnout numbers were close uh, close to um, what Democrats had in 2008 for Obama v. Hillary, and they were well above um, 2016 numbers for Democrats. So it looks yeah. like New Hampshire was more enthusiastic for these candidates than Iowa was. Uh, big story, other than Bernie Sanders being the front runner, is Joe. B- well, the the competing freefalls of Joe Biden and Elizabeth Warren. So. As I mentioned, in mid-January, Joe Biden was polling as the front runner. This is a month ago. Joe Biden was polling as the front runner in New Hampshire at about 24%. He ended the night with about a third of that, under 9% support. He didn't even bother staying in New Hampshire to give his post-primary speech. He just bailed to South Carolina and spoke there instead. And the problem is Biden's whole case is I'm the electable guy. I'm the guy who can win. Meanwhile, he's racking up a series of losses that undermine his I'm the guy that can win argument. And beyond that, it's not just the results. He's actually actively undermining that argument himself. He appeared on uh, Morning Joe, the morning of the New Hampshire primary. (laughs) And he's like, oh, well, basically any Democrat can win. We could nominate Mickey Mouse and they can beat Trump. Here's Joe Biden. James Carville and other Democrats recently have put a finer point on it, saying we cannot nominate Bernie Sanders or we'll lose. He said, this is, people are not going to vote for socialism. He says, do you agree with that, that if Bernie Sanders is the nominee, Democrats will lose? I refuse to suggest any Democrat can lose. I think, uh, you know, we could run Mickey Mouse against this president and have a shot. Uh, wow. That's so dumb. And they all cheer this. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. First of all, cheer that at your own peril. Yeah. Trump has a great economy. He has inherent incumbent advantage. The idea that you can put up a piece of crap and win uh, highly suspect, but yeah, I'll carry on with that attitude and see how it plays out. But secondarily, for Joe Biden in particular, no, dude. If the minute you say oh, anyone can win, well, then why the hell would anyone support you? The it's argument original. for you is only I can win. Yeah, that should be the case for any candidate, really. If you're smart, <laughs> if you're an idiot, he's telling people not to vote for him. He's going out there and saying, I mean, vote for me if you want, but really anybody could win, so it doesn't matter. Dumb. How are you this old and this seasoned in politics and you're saying moronic things like this? Impressive. Uh, not to be a done, though. 
The same free fall is true for Elizabeth Warren. Her free fall is probably only softened by the dead body of uh, Joe Biden that she's landing on. Warren was polling at 17% in New Hampshire in mid-January. Again, just a month ago, she was polling top three. She pulled half of what she pulled at uh, just a month ago. So she's, she, as I mentioned, didn't even clear 10% support. She's going down. And so Warren is out on her media tour, insisting she's not dead. She's pushing her fundraising effort really hard. She told a story on MSNBC with Senator Claire McCaskill, uh, former Senator Claire McCaskill, And she posted this segment to Twitter, promoting it herself as though it makes her look good. This is not a gaffe that someone else was circulating. This is from Elizabeth Warren's Twitter account. And she describes how a broke college student gave her her last uh, or half of her last few dollars. I tell you, there are so many people who are in this fight for all the right reasons. Uh, You know me. Uh, did the speech and then afterwards did a selfie line and we were there for over an hour. People are coming through and they're saying thank you and they're giving hugs and talking about what's important to them. A young woman came up by herself and she said, uh, I'm a broke college student with a lot of student loan debt. And she said, I checked and I have $6 in the bank. So... I just gave $3 to keep you in this fight. That's what we got to do. We got to stay in this fight with people who are counting on us. Shut up. <laughs> what, do, what do you think the odds are that's also made up that it didn't even probably happen? made up, but like she should give that money back. Well, it, even if true, it's a peek into the future. As a lot of people were saying on Twitter, everybody has basically no money and Elizabeth Warren's going to take half. <laughs> That's what the future is going to be. And it's going to be viewed as a virtue. It's going to be a a virtuous uh, gesture into our prosperous future under Comrade Warren. Uh, But if this is in fact fake, and this is why I wonder if it's fake, because we've seen Elizabeth Warren's meet and greet Q&A type things before. Remember, we saw the guy challenge her on student debt previously. Whether TV stations are recording it or people are just recording on their phone. Generally, these encounters are all recorded, but there's no evidence of this exchange that I've seen actually having occurred. The alleged student has not been ID'd that I've seen. Uh, if, If people have that information, I'd like to see it. But I do suspect that this is peak Elizabeth Warren making up a lie that she thinks makes her look good and in fact makes her look really terrible. Yeah. Because that's the Elizabeth Warren thing to do. If that's what happened here, that's peak Warren. And she has just not recovered since her dishonest attack against Bernie, that Bernie's a sexist who said women can't be president. That was really the turning point in her fall. She's paying the price for it. I say good. It was dishonest. did not play out the way I expected at all. You thought she was going to have some benefit from that? No, just I, I just thought that she was a stronger all-around candidate. For sure. And I'd I, I thought she'd Klobuchar. be competitive. I, I thought she would be competitive for sure. I thought Amy Klobuchar, was, I was like, there's no way. She's no name recognition. I found her very unlikable. The comb story I thought was quite damning. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> she had to eat her salad with a comb. Never forget. And then she like berated one of her aides That's about right. it and made him wash the comb. Um, I don't know. I, maybe it's just uh, this is the, the outcome of having all extremely poor candidates. And her, yeah, I mean, the other factor for her was trying to explain how she's actually going to finance all of her nonsense proposals. Once people saw it, took a look at that, at those sorts of things, they, they started like, oh. to yeah. started to tune out. 
the other side of the story here is, of course, every one of these primaries or caucuses, it's not just for Democrats. Trump is also running effectively uncontested. There are some weird candidates who oppose him. But uh, we're seeing a lot of, at least in New Hampshire and to some degree in Iowa, a lot of pro-Trump enthusiasm. MSNBC was in New Hampshire doing a bit where they were on scene at a polling place. They were talking to voters. They started talking to a guy they, I think, thought was a Democrat. Turns out he was there to vote for Trump, and he had some damning things to say about Bernie Sanders. I don't see it as plausible, but I want to talk to... Look, we have a voter out here. Hi. Sir, you're gonna, you were watching, so you're going to be on television now. Can you tell us who you voted for? <laughs> Donald John Trump. You voted for Donald John Trump. Yeah. Oh, shit. Look at that. He Bernie he Sanders is not appealing to you? The whole ideology, ideology would be destructive to the country. It's anti-growth. It's anti-family. It's anti-American. And as a Roman Catholic, it's anti-life. Whoops. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, fair enough, because I look at that guy and I'm like, uh, like, I don't know, five foot seven older white guy with a beard and a schlumpy jacket. That guy's a Bernie. Bernie, Bernie did for sure. She just profiled him and she was wrong. Yeah. Well, uh, Trump received nearly 130,000 of those votes in in the New Hampshire Republican primary. That's more than double incumbent presidents of the past Obama and Bush recent history. At least Trump also received 31,000 votes in the Iowa caucuses that exceeds Obama's 25,000 in 2012 when he was an incumbent. Um, the fact that these numbers are big, uh, people are willing to go out and vote in a meaningless election in the winter. For this yeah. guy, that does, I mean, that that shows some pretty telling enthusiasm. Uh, make of it what you will. But, of course, we'll look ahead to the next states, which are Nevada and South Carolina. And these are basically Biden's last stands. And they're already trending the wrong way. Nevada is basically uh, impossible to predict because we have minimal polling and it's a caucus state like Iowa. So it's not purely a popular vote thing. Uh, but... The polling we do have available for Nevada, which will uh, vote on Saturday, uh, does show Biden trending the wrong way. Despite leading in Nevada in all prior polling, the latest polling shows Bernie leading. Biden's South Carolina lead also is shrinking uh, based on the available polling we have, which again is limited. But you can see a recent dip of about 5% for, uh, for Joe Biden. And it looks like that's going to the benefit of, uh, of Bernie Sanders and a little bit to Pete. Uh, and notably, in both of these states, uh, Pete Buttigieg is not polling particularly well, only about seven to nine percent in each state. Uh, so he'll probably have to mayor cheat again to have a meaningful impact. But the big the big thing here is if if Joe Biden can't hold off Bernie Sanders, at least in South Carolina, mm-hmm. is he out before Super Tuesday? It's possible. Warren and Biden are going to be your next high profile quits, Warren and or Biden. Almost guaranteed. So what I'm what I want to get is our bets in place for who's quitting first, Biden or Warren. Ooh, Biden is my guess. Okay, why? I don't know. I mean, he's just hit such a rut. Um, And the left seems to kind of want him out because he's Hmm. with the gibberish and the old man talk all the time. And we didn't even play it last week. But the dog face pony soldier comment. The dog face. That was not great. Yeah. Um, I actually predict Warren. The only reason reason I say that is because I think Joe still has a realistic chance to win South Carolina. And if he does, if he wins South Carolina, I think he holds on through Super Tuesday. Warren has no states in her pocket right now. 
Maine and Massachusetts are possible on Super uh, Super Tuesday. But if she can't win anything beforehand, will she hang on to a polling edge she had weeks or months ago? I don't think Warren wants to deal with the embarrassment of possibly losing her home state of Massachusetts, which she might. In fact, it might be likely that is on a good Super point. Tuesday. So yeah. I think if she loses Nevada, well, not necessarily. If she comes in third, fourth, fifth in Nevada and South Carolina, I think Warren is your next high-profile candidate to leave. That's my official prediction. But I've been wrong about good. literally everything. So I thought Biden was like almost guaranteed to be the nominee. That yeah. is unlikely, less likely each and every day. So we, uh, we will update with the Nevada caucus results next weekend, and uh, we'll have to keep it moving along. We're already an hour through. I want to talk about potentially impeachment two over Roger Stone momentarily, but we should catch up with Super Chat. Sure. You just did Streamlabs when I was in the bathroom. Yep. I didn't, do, I didn't touch Super Chat at all. Uh, Joshy Boyce is getting real sick of these Mike Bloomberg ads. He <laughs> was my, in my hometown talking about how Trump was afraid of him, then flogged himself when he was confronted about stopping. Frisk. We are going to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, Brendan S. Callahan, nice. Get to see the show live while on vacation. Baby, take some shekels, you two. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks, and um, have a great vacation. Appreciate it. JV Dude, 9061, what a great weekend. Happy hour with coworkers. Saw the Sonic movie. Mm. Had a MILF or Cougar ask for my number at the bar, and now I can end with my favorite podcast. <laughs> Sounds like a solid weekend, dude. I did not. You'll be proud of me. I did not see Sonic this weekend. That's I did good. more productive things. <laughs> Downskated said a great night found out my local field and stream closed and new stores uh, store sells AR-15s watch XFL football and now muting the beta I've really enjoyed XFL and have you enjoyed any XFL football I have turned it on while I do my Sunday show prep and it's not as bad as I thought it would be but the thing is what I like about football is it's limited quantity the fact that the season is shorter than other sports the fact that it's a once a week tune in assuming you're watching one team so my appetite for football kind of naturally shuts off after yeah. the Super Bowl. So I have tuned in, but I don't, I, and I don't have an emotional investment in a team. That's the other reason why I just don't care that much. But I will say it's a better product than I expected it to be. So good for them. Mojack420, just escaped from California to America. If you knew some, ugh, I'm going tomorrow. <laughs> I'm not really looking forward to it. But the sunshine mm. will be nice, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, Black magic. Ah, beast in the belly of the blonde in the belly of the beast. That is, <laughs> that's the whole thing. Blonde formerly in the belly of the beast. Not anymore. I know. Not anymore. I really fucked up my naming. I shouldn't have done that. You should probably rearrange the name of your channel given your current location and status. Yeah, exactly. I know, can I make it more convoluted? Um, Big LC. I'm just going to say the whistleblower's name. Edward Snowden. There it oh, is. Oh, thank you. But, uh, yeah, last- why can you say that name? Yeah, really. Uh, last one for right now. We'll circle back. Vernon Marquez. Off work tomorrow, so watching the show live tonight. Here's my part to keeping this wonderful show going. Can I get that Sanders soundbite, Matt? He deserved it. Uh, thanks to you two uh, and a was, show that has become a, a point of sanity in insane times. Thank you. I was caught unprepared. Sorry about that. I am not going to be niggardly. Thanks for supporting the show. We'll circle back. Cool. All right. Uh, as I mentioned, we have uh, speculated what impeachment two is going to be. It's not a question of if, but when and what for. Well, it could be this Roger Stone thing, uh, if some Democrats are to be believed. So if you haven't paid attention to this, uh, to what's been happening with Roger Stone, recall that Roger Stone is a longtime friend of Donald Trump and, um, and a longtime advisor of the president. And there's this big controversy about Trump basically directing the Justice Department to bail out his friend, Roger Stone. So 
On Monday, prosecutors recommended... Back up a little bit. Stone was was convicted in November. We did cover this. Yes. Convicted of seven crimes, including obstruction of justice, lying to Congress, and witness tampering. These were all... And remember, his home was raided like live on CNN. That's right, and CNN no, was just waiting there. No coordination whatsoever. Mm-hmm. CNN just was camped outside of Roger Stone's house infinitely. This was all related to the to the Mueller investigation, Russian interference in the 2016 election. So he's been at trial. On Monday, prosecutors recommended seven to nine years in prison for Stone. As I understand, this was basically the maximum within the sentencing guidelines. So it, it looks like these prosecutors are teaming up to give Stone the harshest possible sentence they can, at least to ask for that from the judge. So late Monday night, this comes out Monday, late Monday night, Early Tuesday morning, it's like 1 a.m. East Coast time. Trump gets up to take a shit or whatever he does. And he's sitting on the <laughs> toilet and he does what Trump does. He just he goes on Twitter and he he mouths off. He just says some stuff. He says, quote, this is a horrible and very unfair situation. The real crimes were on the other side and nothing happens to them. Cannot allow this miscarriage of justice. Well, later on Tuesday. The Justice Department, under the leadership of Attorney General Bill Barr, of course, issued a memo saying that the recommended sentence was too harsh and all four prosecutors going after Stone resigned in protest. So Democrats, of course, accused Trump of directing the Justice Department to be nice to his friend. There is no proof of such direction. And Bill Barr did an interview this week where he denies it. Bill Barr also, during that interview, said, Listen, I wish Trump would basically cut the tweeting. The tweeting is making it difficult for me to do my job. Right. And in this case, intervening in an unusually high, harsh sentencing recommendation is well within his job. The question is, did it come at at the president's direction? Is the president improperly inserting himself into what is supposed to be prosecutorial independence, the general independence of the Justice Department? The point is, you don't want the Justice Department weaponized or softening. How could this be construed as interference? He tweets about everything. That yeah, that's the deal. And I do I do agree. Um, oh, and by the way, Barr has agreed to testify. Democrats are angry about this. Barr has agreed to testify before the House Judiciary Committee on March 31st. Roger Stone due to be sentenced on February 20th. And and I do agree with Bill Barr insofar as Trump mouthing off about a whole bunch of stuff can give the appearance of unduly trying to influence say the uh, uh, pending trials, that sort of thing. It's not, I don't think it's smart. I don't think that Trump probably should shut up sometimes, but that's Trump, man. Uh, Him listening to me, tell him to shut up. He's the president. He got elected. I didn't. (laughs) And we knew this about him. Uh, And yeah, my point is for me to actually view this as some sort of corrupt or improper intervention I would need to see more of a smoking gun than a tweet in the middle of the night from the president, which is par for the course. I would need to see some form of direction or some, some form of tangible demonstration of that corruption or of a crime. We don't have that. The investigation will likely go nowhere if Democrats do decide to pursue it. So of course, pursue it. They shall. Uh, Democrats of course are going to do this. Eric Swalwell on CNN this week will not rule out impeachment laughably saying that congressional Democrats, they don't want impeachment, but you know, sometimes uh, this is what you have to do for a lawless president. No, of course they don't want 
impeachment. Never, never, never. Are they going to wait? When would be the we're most? We're going to bring the attorney general in. We're also going to conduct oversight of what's going on with the Stone sentencing. But Jake, I'll just say this: he could just pardon Roger Stone. It would be wrong to do that, but to infect, you know, his corruption into uh, the DOJ. I, I think that's what's so concerning to so many people who want independence uh, among our prosecutions. Might you impeach him over this, over Roger Stone and the sentencing? You know, we're not going to take our options off the table. We don't wake up in the morning wanting to impeach him. You know, we want to work with him on prescription drugs, background checks and infrastructure. But we're not going to let him just, you know, torch this democracy because he thinks that he's been let off once and we're not going to do something about it. Elizabeth Warren also appeared on CNN and says Bill Barr needs to resign. If he doesn't, the House should start an impeachment proceeding against Bill Barr. Come on. Right now, we should all be calling for the attorney general to resign. What Barr has done should mean that we are demanding a resignation. And if that guy won't resign, then the House should start impeachment proceedings. The idea of launching another impeachment investigation this time against the attorney general, that that. I mean, again, th there are political considerations, no? Uh, no doubt there are political considerations, but what do you think are the political considerations to sitting by and, st uh, and sitting on your hands? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe time to actually do something that impacts the lives of Americans. Yeah. That'd be great. Maybe you could stop extorting us for never-ending witch hunt investigations against a duly elected president. That'd be great. You don't have to sit on your hands. You could do things that people actually elected you to do. That's an alternative Gosh, to consider. Gosh, we're going to do this. This is happening. Maybe. I mean, I, I have my doubts that this one is going anywhere. Um, again, you run into this all the time. I don't see how this is any less inconsequential than the Ukraine thing. It, I mean, the case is one tweet. That's the problem. You're going to have to find something else besides one tweet. And you're, it's also complicated by the fact, as Eric Swalwell mentioned, he said it's wrong. I don't know why it's wrong. If Trump has constitutional pardon power, if he wants to pardon Roger Stone, he can't do it whatever I, I i do agree that if trump thinks this is so wildly unjust just pardon roger stone don't do this tweet yelling just pardon the guy but it appears that's not going to happen but that's the other complicating factor is there's a lot of stuff in this that's well within executive authority constitutionally speaking just like with the ukraine thing so they're, they're caught in this weird spot again of arguing well it's not that the president can't do this it's just that we think he shouldn't because it's mean or it's improper or whatever else those arguments don't really work. Those are more political questions that have to be resolved at the ballot box. Anyway, uh, if he's going to pardon him, he should definitely wait until he's. I think you have. To, do you have to wait till after sentence? I don't know what the process is. You can do it on your la the last day of your term. That's what Clinton did and right. Bush, I believe. But I mean, he should also wait until it's most politically advantageous for him as well. Sure, there are political, and I don't know enough. I know there are, I, I just don't know enough about the Roger Stone case to give you an honest assessment of whether I think he's being treated unfairly in terms of the convictions or not. I just don't know. I, I do Nine know, years seems absurd. The average rapist gets four years. I don't know um, enough about the, the crimes that it that was he a was process crime. Of. And yeah. I believe he like, uh, he lied to the FBI, but I don't, I don't really know that that means anything. I saw enough on the CNN raid to be a little skeptical of what's happening here, but that that's, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to get into the weeds of that. Uh, mm -hmm. the point is I don't, as far as the impeachable offense here, like yet yeah, Trump talks shit on Twitter, you impeach him for it. Good luck. It's yeah. Half the reason people vote for him. 
Uh, we'll see if Mike Bloomberg, I think, I think this is actually non-controversial. I don't think that this is going to follow Bloomberg very far, but people, uh, specifically this, this character, his name is Benjamin Dixon. Who's the one who, um, started this whole, uh, this viral clip or first circulated this viral clip of Mike, Mike Bloomberg this week. It's been so-called leaked audio. It's audio of Mike Bloomberg. Uh, advocating basically advocating minorities be targeted for stop and frisk or saying that's what worked to prevent crime in New York city. It's not leaked audio. It actually isn't even new. The full recording, uh, 2015. Yeah, it's 2015. The Breitbart article I saw that sourced the actual original article. It was uploaded to YouTube in 2015. Uh, this is Mike Bloomberg speaking at a, it, 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 it's, um, remarks that are part of a Q and a after a speech he gave at the Aspen Institute. This is a DC think tank, but point is it's not new. It wasn't previously unavailable. It's been out there publicly available. It's just this Benjamin Dixon fellow decided to circulate it on Twitter saying, share this far and wide so that the mainstream media picks it up and it's not isolated on Twitter. But here is what uh, caused controversy for Mike Bloomberg this week. What are we offering them in the name of either not you know of, of equality of opportunity or, or even basic fairness to make up for the way well, that I mean, they failed the Controversial, but the first thing is all of your ninety-five percent of your murders and murderers and murder victims fit one MO. You can just take the description, Xerox it, and pass it out to all the cops. They are male minorities, 15 to 25. That's true in New York. It's true in virtually every city. Outrageous. A lot of people don't like the fact that that's what you do. But that's what Stop is all about. Spend the money for a lot of cops in the street. Put those cops where the crime is, which means <laughs> in minority neighborhoods. So it's one of the unintended consequences is people say, oh, my God. You are arresting kids for marijuana that are all minorities. Yes, that's true. Why? Because you throw all the cops in the minority neighborhoods. Yes, that's true. Why do you do it? Because that's where all the crime is. And the way you get the guns out of the kids' hands is uh, to throw them against the wall and, and frisk them. I mean, the timing here is is interesting. Stop and frisk. I'm not, we'll talk about stop and frisk uh, momentarily, but the timing here is interesting because this is exactly the issue we talked about with Pete Buttigieg last week. This is being characterized as racist. Oh, how dare you? You're talking about targeting minorities. And this and Pete Buttigieg couldn't answer the question about why arrests of black people in South Bend during his tenure increased for marijuana related offenses. He would give every answer under the sun other than saying, listen, uh, Crime rates are not committed equally across races. There is a reality to that. He wouldn't answer. This is Mike Bloomberg giving basically the answer that an honest Pete Buttigieg would. But right. this is this is why it would be politically suicidal for Pete Buttigieg to say it. It's because this is treated as some, some racist revelation, some racist scandal. Uh, if crime is being committed in racially disproportionate ways, I don't know if it's 95%, but certainly, he, certainly his the profile he raises is statistically accurate. That's, uh, that's right. not it's controversial. It's nice to hear somebody kind of cut through the BS about it. I mean, but the leftists have done a poor job at explaining why stop and frisk works, but nobody will really address it. This is the reason. Um, so, you know, just hearing him say this, it's kind of, it's kind of shocking. When was this audio recorded? 2015. Oh, I thought it so, was leaked in 2015. Or like I mean, it was a speech from 2015. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if crime, whether it's stop and frisk, and I, I want to be clear, I'm not 
saying I endorse stop and frisk. I, I don't know everything about the, the constitutional ruling on this. We'll get to that in a moment. Uh, but I want to talk about that as a separate issue. But the point is, if stop and frisk is your law enforcement strategy, whether that's your law enforcement strategy or something else, if crime is being committed disproportionately by race, whatever the law enforcement mechanism of choice is, will also be used disproportionately mm-hmm. by race. That right. That is a natural consequence of that. That is not racist. That is just the reality of the way that the world works. It's, it's crazy to me to say, okay, if there is a disproportionate rate of drug crimes or murder or whatever in X population, I'm outraged to see additional law enforcement in X population. That's police responding to crime that is happening. Yeah. Now, does that mean that stop and frisk is okay or always cool? No. The two things, there are, there are multiple angles to this. It's not, I, I, my issue with this actually is not about the alleged racial disproportionality given the racial disproportionality of the crime. I think the bigger controversy that less people are talking about is the stop and frisk issue itself. And is this it is constitutional. Is that what you're asking? Well, as far as the Supreme court is concerned, yes, but I, I mean, we'll go through it a little bit here just in layman terms. I mean, I, I'm not a constitutional scholar. I'm not on the Supreme court. I'm just a guy, but I have my questions about this. Yeah. So, what we're dealing with, what we're really dealing with with Bloomberg's statements is a question of law enforcement efficacy versus constitutional rights. There's little doubt that it works. For I, sure. Yeah. Nobody's arguing that. Um, but you are kind of doing it without cause. That's the uh, issue. I mean, the same by the same token, I could say you can reduce crime by putting everyone in a jail cell. That works. That will reduce crime. The question is, is it in is it in accordance with what the Constitution requires? So um, what we think of as stop and frisk or what he's talking about when they say stop and frisk is also called um, a Terry stop. So this standard was established in 1968 by the Supreme Court case of Terry versus Ohio. So what this case established is that the Fourth Amendment, which, of course, prohibits unreasonable search and seizure, it allows for police allows for reasonable search and seizure. That's the idea. Therefore, it allows police to stop and pat down a person if police have, quote, reasonable suspicion, that's the standard here, reasonable suspicion that a crime has been, is being, or is about to be committed. This could include the suspect simply being armed. Reasonable suspicion is a standard below probable cause, which would be required for the officer to make an arrest. So in this decision... Uh, the decision says, quote, or, or, uh, a, a reasonable suspicion is one in which a reasonably prudent officer is warranted in the circumstances of a given case in believing that his safety or that of others is endangered. He may make a reasonable search for weapons of the person believed by him to be armed and dangerous. I worry that... That is that's that seems like it leaves quite a lot to officer discretion. Mm-hmm. What is a reasonable officer? What is reasonable suspicion? This reasonable person standard again. I'm not a legal scholar, but that always makes me nervous. What reasonable person? As though that's an objective definition. Right. It's not. But um, mm. I mean, on a, the, I guess the real question is: Is it relevant even that it works? Well, that's the question. It, it certainly worked. But as I said, there are all sorts of law enforcement things you could do that certainly would work. 
law enforcement could go into high crime communities and start killing people. That would reduce crime. Yeah. Uh, that would be a crime, I suppose. But you get what I'm saying. The, cri- the crime that was happening there previously would be reduced. Um, that doesn't mean that it's that it's constitutionally square. Now, on a side note, a lot of critics of stop and frisk say it was ruled unconstitutional. That's not technically correct. I hate to be an actually type person, but it is important in this case. Actually. That, that refers to a federal case uh, from 2013, a federal district court case in which the judge found that stop and frisk was being unequally applied across races in violation of the 14th Amendment's Equal Protection Clause. So the judge didn't say that stop and frisk is inherently unconstitutional. It's just the way it was being used. It, that judge said it was targeting unfairly uh, certain races. Now, of course, we encountered the exact same question. Well, if you're policing in communities that have disproportionately high crime rates, you might get a racially disproportionate result. That's not a product of bias. That's a product of the reality that certain communities are committing a higher rate of crime. In any case, I'm not really saying the right address this properly or honestly as well. How so? Well, I hear Sean Hannity say like all the time uh, it works. They always have reasonable. uh, They always have cause. These aren't like spurious reasons for stopping and searching people and i'm like like yeah i mean it doesn't matter that it works if these are i can't even believe this is coming out of my mouth but racially motivated uh if if that is the the actual cause nobody would say that race alone would be reasonable suspicion and i don't think any court would uphold i mean that's exactly what this court got to but that's my problem is reasonable suspicion is such a flimsy standard they could just they, be like, you, you can backfill like it. Yeah, you can backfill it so easily. I need someone to explain to me what unreasonable suspicion looks like. Mm-hmm. Like, is there a case? Maybe the lawyers in our crowd can tell me. Is there a case where someone was stopped and frisked and there was some legal challenge and the court said, yeah, actually, that was unreasonable suspicion. Has that yeah. ever happened? I'm sure it has. I just don't know what the standard is. But um, I mean, and then it, it, this also leads to the question, does racial profiling work? And I think well, that stop and frisk is probably evidence that racial profiling is an effective way to um, to mitigate mitigate s- crime. Statistically and, speaking, probably true. But yeah, again, I don't want anybody. I mean, nobody yeah. really wants to talk about that. Yeah. But, and, and I don't think anyone's going to advocate. I don't to be abundantly clear. I don't think you can take crime statistics and then just assign that to the individual and say, well, that's reasonable suspicion enough that 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 black guy walking down the street is a criminal. No, that's not reasonable suspicion. I need something about that individual in particular to search that person. Right, irrespective of whether or not it's a, an effective way to reduce crime yeah. in any given community. So, yeah. um, Terry v. Ohio does remain Supreme Court precedent in case anybody tells you that it's not. That doesn't mean that I think it's great, um, but that is the, the current legal standard. Um, <laughs> Laurel just said unreasonable suspicion is he has a criminal head shape. <laughs> to be clear, I'm against racial profiling, but I am Not, for yeah. head shape profiling. Yeah. Uh, the, the takeaway here, I think, beyond just the constitutional considerations is whether it is whether it is stop and frisk, whether it is warrants that are actually being issued for search and seizure. Don't be surprised if law enforcement strategy is disproportionately applied when crimes are being committed disproportionately, that's a natural outcome of that reality. Yep. Exactly what Pete Buttigieg could not answer this week. Michael Bloomberg is being, uh, <laughs> they're trying to go after him for that. I, again, I have my concerns about the policy, but the idea that this is some ridiculous racist thing, I think is not actually true. I think that's a bit of an unfair attack against him. Anyway, you know, Blue, you know Bloomberg is going to come out and apologize. 
because why wouldn't why would he not he, he's in the democratic Never party you have to apologize. apologize for everything during a launch event for mike for black america in houston very incredible turnout mike for black america in houston he said quote there is one aspect of approach that i deeply regret uh, regret the abuse of police practice known as stop and frisk i defended it looking back for too long i didn't understand that the unintended pain or i didn't understand then the unintended pain it was causing for young black and brown families and their kids i should have acted sooner and faster to stop it i didn't and for that i apologize well no unintended pain what about the intended pain of the crime in your community that you stopped again i have my questions about the tactics but you were going after ending intended victimization i think that's a little more important than like oh some people felt offended by my words five years later. Yeah. I mean, whether you, th- this is another case where it's like, man, I have my questions about the policy, but you did what you did for a reason. Just have a little bit of backbone, just a little, I mean, even if can't. I disagree. And he, he's definitely been preparing because everybody knew this was going to be an issue with the left. Hmm. Well, with Bloomberg. He's also preparing for his own suicide. <laughs> if, if this doesn't accomplish it for him. So you see this, Matt Drudge is reporting that, um, that sources close to the Bloomberg campaign say Hillary is being considered as a potential running mate. Bloomberg's communication director did not deny the consideration when, uh, when, uh, sent an inquiry politically suicidal too. I don't, I don't even know why you would do this. Uh, yeah, I don't see how it benefits him. I, I, the jokes are all over Twitter and Facebook, but Bloomberg will be the first president to commit suicide in office. Hillary will then rise to power. You know, they, the jokes write themselves. But if true, I would be interested in the political calculation. Why? In God's name. They said, well, we're considering women candidate. Fair enough. This is the, this is the worst possible woman on the planet you could pick yeah. to be your running mate. We'll see if it, um, if it comes to fruition. All right. Um, gosh, man. Running low on time, so keep it moving along, I suppose. Do uh, you want to take a break now? I, nah, I, I could use I could use a pee break, and I'm not oh, even pregnant. Oh, look at that! Okay. All right, you want to help me yeah. out a little bit? Yeah, sure. Thank you. You're gonna help me out a bunch of times. All right. Uh, let me reload this. Do, 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 do. Oh, this is weird. Okay, downskated says a radical. Ah, oh, fuck. Sorry, right, guys. A radical feminist like me this week told her she didn't want me because my cisgender, straight, white, male, and heteronormative that doesn't buy patriarchy is real and would refute her worldview. Good for you. Good for you. Uh, Big LC says, now, now, blonde, this is the best milquetoast horseshit on the internet. Do you think we'll start seeing a turnaround with the big tech censorship if, Trump's win, if Trump wins in November? Um, I don't know. They seem to be acting fairly autonomously. I don't really know if, um, if we're going to... I don't know why he wouldn't do that in his first term either. That would have been such a benefit for him. Uh, Son of the Wolf, missed y'all last week. 84-hour work week is rough. Ooh, that sounds terrible. Love seeing Trump at the race and all the resulting salt from the left. Yep. Michael Anderson, you sent two with no note. If the second one is a duplicate and you would like a refund, please email Matt. Uh, did you wash your hands? Uh, Sasu Hall Of course says, not. I'm in a hurry. Uh, I heard Corona goes very well with Lyme disease. Um, <laughs> yeah. I also have to go to the bathroom. Oh, my God. 
don't know what to tell you. Okay, we'll we'll leave on the Lyme disease joke, and I'll I'll catch up with uh, Streamlabs. Thank okay. you for being patient. I know. Email us. Tell us how unprofessional our production is. We do the best we can. Thank you guys for your patience. Um, let's see. We got a lot of people over on um, on Streamlabs. Sid said, or CID, I'm not sure which. Now that they've come for the Scandos, are you ready to mount a defense against this attack? Well, we'll get to that momentarily. As I said, uh, I guess I, I guess I'm going to leading. Uh, I'm going to be leading the uh, Snow Apes Unite charge or something like that. I mean, this thing is ridiculous. Uh, we'll cover it momentarily. Thank you for that. Mediocre uh, Machinist says Project Melody was awakened uh, has awakened a fetish I did not realize I had. I used to look down on thirsty betas who would fawn over cam girls. Now I am one of them. Where did my life go wrong? I actually don't know what Project Melody is. I have to plead ignorance on that one, but. Uh, <laughs> so I can't tell you where your life went wrong, uh, but I hope you get it figured out. I know a fat guy says, come on, guys, say it loud, say it clear. Wuhan refugees are welcome here. God, I hope not. But if you didn't see the Wednesday stream, actually, I forgot to check because the news, the details were supposed to be out on Friday. There's a, a patient being held at the Bozeman Hospital under suspicion of having coronavirus. Let me, um. now that Blonde's here, let me Google this right now. Oh, it was revealed. You'll be happy to know, Blonde. It was revealed on Friday. Bozeman patient tests negative for coronavirus. So there's no coronavirus in my town. Very good. Um, Let's, uh, I know a fat guy had last one here. So let's circle back on uh, Super Chat and Streamlabs. At the end of the show, sound like a plan? Do you want to just have a bulk Super Chat and Streamlabs session at the end? Yeah. Okay. Four months. Thank you. I cannot believe it. Thank you guys for your patience. Um, I want to talk about Bernie getting prank called by those same pranksters who posed as Greta and her dad with uh, Maxine Waters previously. They also called Adam Schiff, formerly claiming they had uh, Compromat, they had Trump nudes that they were That's willing right. to send yeah. to him. Well, they, they called Bernie this week and uh, posing as Greta and her dad, of course. They claimed that they want to make a music video with Bernie featuring Kanye and Billie Eilish. Maybe you'd be into that. Uh. And um, and they're trying to convince Bernie to dress like a gangster to participate in this. And Greta also says that she knows that on his 1980s Russian vacation, Bernie became a KGB sleeper cell. And Greta is ready to activate him to bring communism <laughs> to the United States. Here's part of the conversation. Hi, this is Senator Bernie Sanders calling for Greta. Yes, this is Swanza, Greta's father, and Greta is here. Hi, Senator Sanders. My friend, uh, singer Billie Eilish and uh, rapper Kanye West are also fans of you. I asked them and they would like to do a cool rap and shoot a video clip. They would be willing to do something uh, on the internet on that? Yeah. Yes. That would be that would be terrific. If we want to make the, the video successful, uh, we need to put there a lot of expensive cars and uh, girls. There's and Lizzo. I think, uh, and you need to wear gold jewelry and uh, chains. It, it, it will be nice. Okay. Yes. And you can move your body faster. <laughs> like, like there this. you go. <laughs> Do you think it is possible to lead the United States to communism? Well, democratic socialism is 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 pretty. It's not radically different from what has gone on in Sweden. And I want to tell you exactly how to win the presidential race. Then, in the Soviet Union in 1988, after you were recruited, you were programmed to the work to work for Russia, and your memory was 
erased so the CIA wouldn't track you down. Well, so excuse me, you is this what you believe? Uh, yes, uh, you become no, a I, I... sleeper agent of the KGB, yes. I know that you were a sleeping agent and uh, now it's time to wake up and uh, fulfill your mission. Become president of the United States, build communism in the United States and work for Russia. I'll tell you the code phrase and you'll remember. Babushka, that's Balalaika. <laughs> and he just hung up, I guess. No official response from the Sanders campaign, no confirmation on the authenticity, but listening to the whole tape and their previous track record, I'm comfortable buying that as legit. I don't think it's fake. Um, and of course you can, I'll link it in the description. You can listen and, and decide for yourself. Um, no response, uh, to reporter inquiries from the Bernie Sanders campaign about it. Anyway, the old project Veritas treatment, I guess so. Uh, okay. I've, I've will delay no longer. I know that you have some thoughts about this next story. There's an advertisement from uh, Scandinavian Airlines, and it faced massive online backlash this week for claiming that nothing is in fact Scandinavian, that everything that is part of alleged Scandinavian culture came from the rest of the world. Scandinavian Airlines is the flag carrier for Denmark, Norway, and Sweden. It is partially owned by the governments of Sweden and Denmark, each of which own about a 14% ownership stake. That may partially explain the propaganda. I don't know. Uh, but this ad was released on the company's YouTube channel and other social media channels this week. What is truly Scandinavian? Absolutely nothing. Nada. Niente. There is no such thing. Everything is copied. Kind of dude. Our democracy. Credit goes to Greece. Parental leave. Thank you, Switzerland. Is he Muslim? The iconic Scandinavian windmills were actually invented in Persia. It's Turkish. What? Smapple? Dutch. What about licorice? It's Chinese. And it gets worse. Rumor has it the oh-so-Swedish meatballs might not be as Swedish as you think, but Turkish. <gasps> Even the Danish isn't Danish. It's Austrian. We're no better than our Viking ancestors. <laughs> this guy, this is what all the memes are about. He's no better than his Viking ancestors. <laughs> If you didn't no better than our Viking ancestors. We take everything we like on our trips abroad, adjust oh. it a little bit, and voila! It's a unique Scandinavian thing. Every time we go beyond our borders, we add colors, innovation, progress, adding the best of everywhere to here. Scandinavia was brought here. Piece by piece by everyday people who found the best of our home away from home. We can't wait to see what wonderful things you'll bring home next. Oh my god. Oh. Scandinavians have an ancient culture that has influenced the rest of the world. This is horseshit. Well, that's one question is like, Okay, I mean, maybe maybe those claims about those specific things are factually accurate. I, I don't know. I didn't vet them. Do we really want to go down the road country by country, 
place-by-place of evaluating in objective terms what the contributions to the world, the modern world, are. Really yeah. wanna, what has Africa done for me? As, as though this is anything... As though what they're saying about Scandinavian countries is any different for any country in the world. And as though the fact that certain parts of your culture have been influenced by things around the world means that your adaptation of them is not is not part of your culture. As though the only way it could legitimately be part of your culture is if it sprung from the origin of that people, which of course is not a distinct moment in time. Like there's not a point at which Scandinavians became a people. That's a process that develops. Like, it's just nonsense. It's, I don't even know why I'm going too deep into it. It's obviously just globalist propaganda, as Alex Jones would say. It, it, there's no other way to interpret it. It's, it's just weird, bizarre self-loathing that tells you, you know what? You actually have nothing of value here, so you better go around the world and find cool stuff that other people do, and you better bring it back because you're fucking lame. Yeah, and you better let all these people into their into your country so they can talk about how their Viking ancestors didn't invent shit. I can't wait to yeah, I'll move to Somalia and be like, oh my warlord ancestors. Yeah. <laughs> my my Somali really well. warlord ancestors. Yeah, okay. Um I mean the obvious point too, uh, and I was I was texting my dad about this too. Let's see how enraged we can really get these scandos. Let's see, let's see if we can get them going. And my dad has the obvious response, which is, well, if, if Scandinavian is nothing, why isn't it just nothing airlines? Uh, what, what does Scandinavian airlines even mean? Yeah. Nothing airlines. Okay. The, the ad obviously was met with immediate backlash and downvotes. I had some people email this to me. Thank you to those of you who did. And I saw it within a few hours of when it was posted. It was already at like 30,000 downvotes before the company privated the video within hours of posting it on Tuesday. SAS, the, the airline company, claimed it was a coordinated attack on them, and that's why they privated the video. Come on. But it returned just five hours late, later after they made that statement. So they put it back up. And since its return, it's been downvoted further. Last I saw before the stream, it was sitting at 93,000 downvotes and just under 10,000 up. On Thursday morning... Bloomberg reported that the Copenhagen ad agency behind the ad received a bomb threat, but it turned out to be a hoax. It did result in several streets being shut down for several hours by Danish police. And of course, you know who all those downvotes are the fault of. It's all your fault, 4chan. Headline Mother Jones, 4chan trolls target Scandinavian airlines with racist harassment campaign. The article reads in part, the ad campaign has particularly incensed 4chan's poll message board, the politics-focused portion of the website that's a known hub for fringe alt-writers. <laughs> for fringe alt-writers and white nationalists, the commercial directly contradicts bigoted notions of white European and Nordic supremacy, which are core beliefs of the internet far-right. You mean existence? Exactly. I think there's a credible case, Yeah. Uh, they aren't talking about like their licorice being the best licorice of all the licorice and the, how that makes them a superior people and kill the Jews. Yeah. yeah I didn't catch that about? part. Um, so the, the article continues in response, poll users have launched a coordinated campaign targeting, targeting the airline and the ad agency that made the video because 4chan is is responsible for a hundred thousand down votes 
on this video. That's the only way. And also the only way you could oppose it is if you're like some ultra nationalist white supremacist. You can't just be a regular old Scandinavian or a person of Scandinavian heritage. That's like, why are you telling me I suck? I didn't do anything, especially if you're supposed to serve that part of the world and you're named after that part of the world. Again, it's like, it's so far beyond. It's like, don't you dare be a happy, proud Scandinavian. You better realize how much you suck and how you have nothing without the rest of the world. Dirty, dirty snow ape. (laughs) You know, it's, um, yeah, uh, I, 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 you can see I have, I have like just a slight eye twitch of rage. That's how mad they've made me. Um, I was inconsolable the other night when you, you showed I can't thing. reveal what you said on Skype when I said this to you because <laughs> it's possibly incriminating. Uh, possibly but... <laughs> incriminating. It's life destroying. How about that? <laughs> but, um, but yeah, and then that, that's the thing too is, is just, okay, I, I will wait until this same ad agency does the same ad for Afghanistan. Yeah. Does the same ad for Somalia. Does the same we ad. We contribute nothing to the world. We take things all the time and try to turn them into our own, but we can't because we're too low IQ. I know. And then like, we're no better than our Viking ancestors. Okay. I'll grant you the premise that there was some raiding and potential raping and pillaging back in the day. That's a reality for most cultures, whatever. Uh, the, the question, uh, you're no better. That is to say that by adopting other pieces of culture, like, oh, if you borrow a, a baked good from another part of Europe, you're no better than going there and raping and killing people. I think there is a moral distinction between those two things. Is there not? Don't you just feel like it's 2016 again? Like, I know in the grand scheme of things, four years isn't that long. But in the culture war, I feel like it's been a fucking eternity. And I'm like, I'm still seeing this kind of propaganda come out of businesses, come out of the government. I'm, st- I'm still ah. seeing this happen. Yeah, uh, I, I wish I could extract the Vikings of history, these Viking ancestors, and bring them into the, pro- the modern day and ask them to sit through a lecture from this pink haired Asian man about yeah. what it truly means to be Scandinavian. Yeah, or like where the Danish came from. They'd be like, uh, let's just <laughs> slit his throat. I mean, I, I probably should have said that that's proving their point. But, you know, hypothetically, Susan, in <laughs> this, in this absurd hypothetical. Well but yeah. ruthlessness um, has been the basis of many a culture. Yeah, that's that's what's interesting is, uh, I mean, David Hogg was on Twitter saying how this country is, you know, the typical line about how this country is established on stolen land and we killed. And, and the question is always, as opposed to what? I could even grant that there might have been moral injustices committed as opposed to where? Where? Show me the part of the world where everything was morally clean for, for the entirety of history. In the beginning, it always required strength yeah. uh, to um, be imperialistic, to to create new countries, to move to new lands. It required strength because it was a really difficult time. People would die of disease and starvation all the time. The only reason David Hogg, somebody whose arm I could break over my leg effortlessly, can exist and say stuff like this is because he was he's he's able to have this comfort and use this yeah he's comfort. been propped up by st- a strong men of the past by strong men of the past yeah yeah 100 percent. so we'll see we'll see if anything else happens in this scandinavian airlines saga we'll see if the snow apes do rise rise of the planet of the snow apes that's, oh, wow. that's what i'm hoping to see my brain hurts <laughs> maybe just... maybe i'll participate 
Um, okay, well, this uh, tell, tell me after the 40 minute sounder, tell me about this week's hoax hate. Now, the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? They got the Canadian Indians. Oh, yeah. First oh, no. Nation folk. I, what a stupid, that's even dumber than Native Americans. Although I understand that it's a different country, but you know, comparatively, it's dumber. Uh, staff and students at First Nations University of Canada, why is that a thing, were surprised and saddened to see derogatory messages spray-painted on the building on Friday morning. Now, I think that this might be real. You think so? I think it might. Okay. Because it made me laugh really hard. <laughs> and so there's like okay. an element of comedy. Painted in red and black in the southeast corner, the graffiti includes a curse and the words, deadbeat, I hate you. How res is that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's a little 4 channy, right? Bonnie Rock Thunder, senior communications officer at FNU. FNU, yeah. Guess the graffiti went up between 4.30 a.m., 6.30 a.m. Okay, so appropriate time for a early morning shitlord. Or a hoax. Everyone's doing it at that time. I guess. She said uh, the interim president and other staff members became aware of it around 8 a.m. Campus security already on the scene. They made a report and contacted the Regina, Regina, Regina Police Service. I think it is Regina. Canadians really? correct us, but I do think it's legit Regina. That's unfortunate. Hmm. Rock Thunder said FNU does have security cameras and security personnel reviewed the footage Friday morning. She said there is some footage of what took place, but it's not clear. Um, okay. Adding the University of Regina is also reviewing its footage to see if there were any other there was any other activity going on at the time. Police are investigating. Um, I don't know. Maybe. No GoFundMe? Do you have a chance to check? Oh, I forgot to look, but um, I didn't see anything from this article. Hmm. Uh, right. I mean, the reason I think it might be real is because it's so funny. <laughs> Although that one at Columbia University was hilarious, and that was obviously Would fake. Was that the one that was like, like, screw, was that the, said like, the screw Jewish you, professor he, or something? Like that. Yeah, like it said, um, there was the one that said Yid, <laughs> which, which is a slur that I wasn't even aware of. Yeah. Like, go back home, Yid, or something like that. Yeah. Maybe legit. I don't know. I'm 50 50 on this one. What do you think, Live Chad? It's so lame. That's the thing to me. Like, again, if you really, if you if you cared enough to hate the Indians to drive to the, I assume this is on the Canadian equivalent of a reservation. I don't know. If you hate them enough to put put up all that effort, you're just going to go there and do a lame, quick, hasty spray paint job like that and leave. How know. res is that? That's hilarious. <laughs> it's it's good penmanship. It's good spraymanship. It's very legible. Oh, uh, they're calling it a hoax. Yeah, it's probably probably a hoax. Well, uh, I, I want to move into the surprise cringe to, he to hear and see your reaction. A lot of people, I'm sure, saw this viral clip on uh, Twitter and elsewhere this week. Perhaps you did as well. But, uh, well, uh, enjoy the show. There's an unwelcome sight in the neighborhood. A developer is being greedy. 
There's a hole in the sky where a tree once stood. Such a lack of life and sound. All that's left is bare, muddy ground. A magnificent tree was murdered. The mighty dollar cut it down. There's a hole in the sky where the tree once was. Somebody's making money. Stand up. There's a hole in the sky where the tree once was. Somebody's making money. Laws protect exceptional trees, but the city grants exemptions to these. Instead, they reward the developer's greed and sanction the murderer's deeds. No more leaves shimmering with golden light. No more gentle shedding of rains. Nor tulip blossoms rustling in the wind. Now nothing remains but that hole in the sky where the tree once was somebody's making money there's a hole in the sky where the tree once was somebody's making money there's a hole in the sky in the sky instead of a 90 year old tree there's a hole in the sky in the sky that tree did not belong to you or me there's a hole in the sky where the tree should be. Bill. Oh. Pass the tree ordinance now. Pass it now, blonde. Oh. Okay. That was uh, now, right? It was. It was your old neck of the woods. Or formerly the woods. There's now a hole in the sky where the woods should be. What is this tree ordinance? Uh, so this, uh, I, I don't know what's more surprising to me. The fact that she got a group of adults to participate in this musical number. If you're listening, you can't see the show and you didn't hear about this. This is there's public commentary before the Seattle city council. We've seen some nutty episodes, not only in Seattle, but in Olympia and other pieces of the West coast as well. This is public commentary before the Seattle city council in protest of a tree that was cut down in this particular lady's queen Anne neighbor. Are you familiar with that neighborhood? Queen Anne? I used to live there. Oh, that's where you lived. Okay. There was a there was a tree there. It was the there nicest, and, whitest area. Of course, yeah. there's a 90 year old um, 90 year old tulip tree in this neighborhood that was apparently cut down to build new housing or a new housing development. And I'm surprised that she was able to get her friends to do this singing routine in front of the council. But I'm even more surprised that the, this woman Suzanne Grant is an established. Seattle a punk rocker from the 1970s. She had a band called Enemy in Seattle in the 1970s. She's apparently a commonly known or frequently appearing figure before the city council protesting exactly this, exactly a, a tree removal uh, for construction purposes. What she wants is the city council to update their ordinance protecting the city's legacy of big trees. So I guess if you buy property in Seattle and there's a big tree on it, she wants to make it so you can't actually develop your property you just have to have a, a tree worshiping site increasing the property <laughs> values for all Dang, <laughs> so i don't uh, even know this tree she speaks of there's a picture of it in the article here that i have it looks like a nice tree i mean it looks like a fine tree but uh you know the reality of private property is that sometimes trees go i suppose if you really want trees uh specifically old trees maybe you go out and live where they are I don't know. Whatever. Do what you want. Uh, I, I'm not even mad at her for petitioning her government. It's just, it's the bizarre. <laughs> it's just, just once again, a display that's like all of you people sat down and thought one that this, like the song was good. Although it is catchy. I will admit that it's been stuck 
in my head for a little while. Uh, but you thought this would be persuasive. Actually, uh, do I dare bring this up? My fiance had an adapta- adaptation of this song. She was singing, uh, <laughs> there's a hole... <laughs> There's a hole in this guy where his dick once was. Somebody's now a tranny. <laughs> but um, uh, the point is, you can adapt this into uh, many, many meme versions if you want. Oh. There's a hole in this guy in this guy. Yeah, that's how it went. Um. What are you? What are you doing, me? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that's Seattle, man. You escaped that place. Be fortunate, or uh, feel fortunate. Yeah, this is like the nice area of Queen Anne. I'm looking at a map. It's like North Queen Anne. I mean, it's not the nicest area of Queen Anne, but come on. They got houses How, lo- How long do you think it took him to write the song, I wonder? That was a anyway. weekend job. Hopefully. She got her old bandmates from Enemy to come help her. Maybe. It might be. It might be a reunion tour. Anyway, that's all I got. That's the show. So uh, why don't we catch up with Streamlabs and Super Chat? I can start on Streamlabs if you need. I'm good. Um, Quantum football has Matt watched any of Minnesota Vikings history videos narrated by Amy Klobuchar. So what did he? Oh God. I didn't know that's a, I didn't know that's a thing, but I have, uh, I, I, last time I did a trip, I wanted to go to the Vikings museum. We did not get an opportunity to do that, but that is on my short list of things to do. Uh, next time we make a trip, I have no interest in Amy Klobuchar narrating that experience for me though. And, um, and by the way, like, I guess, do I have to, um, do I have to denounce my Vikings fanship? Because Vikings, is that a thing? Is that, does that count as a Scandinavian thing or a thing at all? Or they're, the, they're, they're history's biggest moral offenders, so we can't celebrate them anymore? What are the implications for Vikings fanship? I need to consult uh, Scandinavian Airlines. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Quantum football. Uh, I just read that one. Uh, James Harrelson. Matt, have you seen the Aria, I Died in Your Arms Tonight Game of Thrones parody music video? It's oh, God. I have not, but uh, maybe I should check it out. Jim Keats, all this talk about the violence from the left and you didn't cover the main senator candidate um, and her guillotees. I actually, I heard Sargon talking about that, but um, we didn't have a ton of time to get into that. I don't know all the details. Yeah, there was some, she had a guillotine as a logo or, or you know, who she had she some kind kill? of, uh, who knows, enemies of the revolution. Uh, Mike Bob, uh, recommending a great video to watch by Coltane. He destroys the whole Muslims are right about women meme. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's something Blonde should watch then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See if you're persuaded. Uh, Earl Turner. Brownie's like just... Nope. Too, too Kevin-y? Uh, too Kevin-y. Uh, oh. Thorin Parpst. Seek... Thank you. James Harrelson. James Carville said this week that Michael Bennett was his guy. The next day, Bennett ended his run. <laughs> and everyone said, who the hell is that? Yeah. Nobody uh, knows who that guy is. Derek Finley says, the only thing getting Clobo charged is her salad getting the static charge from her comb. <laughs> Dad jokes. Yeah. Biden is like a guy with six baby mamas. He is never pulling out. You think he'll, I don't know, man, if he, if he loses badly the next two States, I don't see his justification for staying in. That would be a sad sight. If he just carries on with his Walker all the way through a whole bunch of States, he doesn't win. Oh, I do get to the point, as you've mentioned, I do kind of feel, I start to feel bad for the guy a little bit. Yeah. It's just like, go home, man, go home, grandpa, sit in front of the TV for a while. Richard Enormous. Did you guys see Weinstein's lawyer closing statements, red pilled on women? (laughs) 
I mean, I did not. I haven't been following the trial. Uh, the trial, the witnesses seem really bad. Bad as in flimsy or bad as in flimsy as fuck. Like I think hmm. one of the chicks banged him a bunch for a while. By her own as we saw in the Matt Lauer case too, as we've seen in several of these cases. Yeah. And that's, um, you know, that's not to say a lot of this stuff. I'm, that's what it strikes me as it strikes me as two people making immoral decisions, but we're going to pretend that only one is to blame. And I'm not saying Harvey Weinstein did nothing wrong. Of course not. But I do think that there's a lot of people agreeing to, I'll give you this for that type arrangements consensually pro quo, yeah. that are immoral to I don't, Harvey Weinstein's not married. It's not the same as the Matt Lauer situation. He was like, yeah. oh, oh, was he? I yeah, thought he was a single. Hot wife until like uh, these accusations all came out. Okay, so you have that complication too. I mean, that's wrong. But the question yeah. is, is that a matter of law too? No, and is that the same? And is, wrong. and is that the same thing as rape? That's really the question um, that we're getting at. No, it seemed like there was a lot of agreed upon stuff. He was really forceful. But as far as like, um, I, I'm going to need more evidence that like he forced himself on somebody or you know got them intoxicated and let's talk like about that. bill cosby too let's talk about let's let's just talk about how none of these people did anything wrong bill cosby which, for sure did that that case is flimsy as well though i don't think so I don't yeah know. The, yeah it's it's uh we went over it at the time did we god yeah the, that woman's case he uh, was it, on drugs he he gave her quaaludes and she was there was something god i have to go back and visit it but the case was flimsier than you think it was i remember we went through it i mean the weinstein thing i'm just not interested in anybody that engaged in sexual relations with him to further their career consensual sexual relations to further i care about did he force himself on you of course did he get you too drunk to consent yes of course yeah um darlene cates didn't have enough money to say what i want to would probably be banned if i did so here's my contribution to our sanity space but thank you so much darlene. thanks darlene kima says pete buttajeg's middle name is paul it's literally pp butt yeah president I did, but. I did see that uh that probably explains why he was bullied as a kid presumably um, black magic skag may be a scandal whose ancestors flooded over here and on pickled herring boats preaching their ultra egalitarianism <laughs> Calvinist philosophy. But at least he would not take three out of my last six dollars. Yeah, we did some damn good farming, man. You drive through the cornfields of southern Minnesota and Iowa, we did some good farming. There's no arguing that. Yeah, Laurel said Cosby admitted in a civil case that he drugged women. That, that's what I thought. There's something to I have to go back to when we went through the case. I remember some reason for doubt that escapes me at the moment. Um, why am I so tired? I got 12 hours of sleep last night. So absurd. Um, Laurel says, Blonde, I'm hoping you have the baby on June 12th, which is my daughter's birthday. It would only be fitting since you and I have the same birthday, September 26th. Keep giving us baby updates. Oh, thank you. I will. I know it's boring for Matt and all the men in the audience and that I have a show that is motherland. The channel is called motherland devoted to stuff like this, but I'm still going to bombard you with baby. Updates. We've done plenty of football talk. It's a fair trade. Um, I am already really tired of being pregnant. I just want to four more months, just power through um, Tom twelve twelve. I seem to recall a previous president Obama commenting extemporaneously on a standing criminal case in the past. Suddenly now it's a bad thing. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, that is the difficulty for Democrats. I mean, you had Eric Holder literally say I am Obama's wingman. Yeah. Uh, that is significantly more uh, that that's significantly more controversial than Trump's stupid 
tweet, in my opinion, and I'm not even defending Trump's stupid tweet. I think he shouldn't do that. But the idea that this is some unique corruption, unbeforeseen, never before seen. No, obviously not. It's not you. It's me. <laughs> it's our, it's what our milk toast, boring show or whatever you said. It's just all the shows. Yeah. All the shows are so milk toast. Kevin Smith says, I can't wait for spring to come. Me too, man. Although winter has not been bad here this year. One big snow and that was it. We've had a crazy February, man. Seriously? Just massive snowstorms. Absolutely insane. Wow. Huh? Yeah. Uh, breakfast happens. Just got home to Ontario from 10 days vacation in Florida. Drove 23 hours and enjoyed past shows on podcast the whole way to pass. Wow. Time. Thanks for all you do. Take some Canadian shuggles. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Kevin Flanagan says, I would absolutely say race alone is not only reasonable suspicion, but probably probable cause. <laughs> Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Flanagan for Supreme Court Justice. Um, David K. Elkins. I'm a broke retiree living on a fixed income. I checked and I have $20 in the bank, so I gave you $10 to keep you in the fight. <laughs> oh, thank that's you. How virtuous thank of you. us. That better not, I know that's a joke. That better not be a true story. If it is, we'll email me. I know it's not, but uh, that's a great joke. I appreciate it. And thanks for supporting the show. Somebody named Mark M. Is is your avatar your penis with your how face? Did that, how did that slip through YouTube? That's funny if... No, it's not. It just oh. looks a lot like a penis. Um, mm. Never mind. Laurel says, reasonable suspicion is common in immigration law. The consulate can deny a visa to a spouse of a citizen for reasonable suspicion of being a drug dealer based on very little. Mm. Interesting. I, I, uh, maybe Laurel can give us some more insight. Like, I just don't, I don't have the legal understanding to know all the specifics about reasonable suspicion, partly because it sounds like such a non-specific term to me. And that makes me very wary of that as a legal standard, but maybe there's more information that I'm missing. Um, Mark Duquesne commercial is factually wrong propaganda. Iceland's parliament was founded in 930 AD by people who never heard of Greece. Scandinavian democracy derives from their indigenous tribal traditions. Yeah. I've figured some of it was horseshit, um, it, but it doesn't even matter to me. It's like, you know, if you're talking about cultural influences. And I think a lot of the stuff they were talking about was like iconic, but relatively insignificant in the, in the broader cultural sense, like the iconic paperclip, the defining thing of Scandinavia. (laughs) I'm like, I don't even know that. I don't associate licorice with Scandinavia either, but that was, uh, that was the thing. I mean, think of it the same way in the American constitution and the founding philosophy. Most of that was informed by uh, British enlightenment thinking. Is that, does that mean that, the adaptation of that and the development of that into a constitutional system of government is not uniquely American. No, we stole the idea that you can't take a good idea and adapt it or change it to make it better or more suitable to you. Okay. I guess nobody can do anything then we, none of us can have any cool things because that's true for everything that's awesome about the world. Man, I used to love travel so much, but now I'm like, I don't want to leave Idaho anymore. <laughs> uh, I got to go to California tomorrow. Ew, I want to do that. I, I'm very worried about any vac- any international vacation ever since uh, a listener got me to watch footage of Mexican cartel violence. Now I'm like, nope, no yeah, foreign country ever. You need to go to Europe, though, before your woman gets pregnant, because I'm telling you. I know some people that travel during pregnancy. Uh-uh. I would love to go. Uh, I would actually love to go to Scandinavia on our honeymoon. I'd love to go see like the Northern it. Lights. I'd love to go to Denmark. Uh, I got I don't even have a passport, so I got to go get oh. one of those. Yeah, that's on the short list of things to do too. 
Um, but I'm not taking Scandinavian Airlines, even though I don't think I have a choice. I think I basically have to, don't I? I call this person Duquesne, and they're saying it's Duquesne, and I always say it wrong. Sorry. I'm sorry. Aaron Killall. Uh, finally off third shift so I can watch the show live. I just want to say I've been watching Matt since the LOCR days. Wow. And watching Blonde since the start of the show. Thank you so much. Sweet. I I, I, for those people that have stuck around since I was making dumb video game content, uh, I really appreciate it. And the fact that you've stuck with it despite this show having nothing to do with the material I was making back then is, is much appreciated. Mark M, I'm sorry, but your avatar looks just like a penis. Am I wrong, live chat? Flesh colored cucumber, or what are you looking at? Well, it's like it's like the, the it's like shaft, but but his face is very very gently superimposed on on the on the shaft. Okay. I don't know what to well, tell now you. Now I got to see it. If there's reasons you got to tune into this show live so you can see this. Sort it's of thing. Mark M. Okay, Mark with um, a K. Somebody got their somebody between Aaron Killall and Fat Hooligan got their message deleted. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, I see it. Uh, what it looks like is... Carry on. I'll investigate further. Oh, it's it's, it's like it's, netting over a face. I see. It's strongly penile, isn't it? Kind of, yeah. But it's not a dick. It's not a dick. Upon no. further inspection, we've realized it's not a dick. I visited Scandinavia in this fat hooligan. Uh, Scandinavia last year, they have a thousand things to be proud of. Also, Blonde, here's $10 to speak 20% of your mind instead <laughs> of the regular 10%. Let it lose. I can't now. Are you still gabbing or have you given up on gab? I've kind of given up on gab. So you don't post your thoughts anywhere? No, I mean, show? I was going through my Twitter account from before I got banned and I was like, holy shit. I you were like not. flame war every day, man. I can't believe that yeah. I was posting some of that. That was, um, uh, that was your healthy pastime before you were Googling diseases. I know. <laughs> it's like all of my racist Twitter energy just turned into obsessive compulsive disorder and health anxiety. I don't, I yeah, don't know what happened. It's probably here. true. It's like marijuana. Megan Markle, she brought you down. I know marijuana and casual Twitter racism. That, those, those <laughs> things were keeping me balanced. And now it's like, what am I going to do? May, may God help this child. I know. Yeah. Uh, I did get a big lecture from my husband about um, keeping it together because he's like, what if the, the kid Googles you? I'm like, she will Google me and there 100%. will be things already. There's nothing I can do about it now. I, I don't think he's ever Googled me. He shouldn't. I would assume not. I would assume. Well, he he's not. in it now. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, Josh boy. Oh no. Um, Kevin Flanagan. Okay, Kevin. Uh, sure. This commercial is annoying, but it seems a little, a bit more of an issue that the birthright of the children of the people who built these countries is being stolen rapidly, but at least it's legal. Hmm. That's not so bad. Uh, shout that out to the cheap seats. Yeah, I was going to say that that's a that I don't think Susan would even ban that one if she had the opportunity personally. I don't know. The Thank SAS you. marketing department can choke on Luca fish. Am I saying that right? Luke's Luke Fisk. Fisk. Luke I, I don't. Fisk? I don't. Uh, I should know the proper pronunciation, but I don't. Bad Scando. Bad Snow Ape. Bad Snow Ape. Um, oh, my baby's not going to be based. That's true. She might not be. I don't know. Joshy boy says the Lorax didn't send his best to he, uh, <laughs> last one says Jonathan Ferrier. 
Hey, Matt and Blonde, for more insight into the Roger Stone trial, watch YouTube lawyer Viva Fry stream with Robert Barnes. Oh, cool. I didn't know that was a thing. I And people send me his work frequently, and it looks like he's doing good stuff. And Robert Barnes, um, of course, was a lawyer for Alex Jones. And I think he might have had some involvement on the uh, the Covington stuff, too. But mm. um, But I follow him on Twitter. He's got pretty good legal insights frequently as well. Uh, so thank you for the recommendation and for supporting the show. Um, let's see. we got more updates over on DLive real quick. Uh, let's see. Oh, several actually. Got to scroll back. Do, 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 do. Where did I leave off? Okay, here we go. Um, Whiskey Bacon, thanks for supporting the show. Spry Guy says Warren always sounds like she just got done crying. She does kind of yeah, have that. Uh, so does Kamala Harris. Yeah. What do I, how do you describe that weird? It's like weakness in the voice. It's like the voice is kind of cracking or something. You're right. I don't it's know. It's what to happens it. when liberalism permeates, permeates <laughs> your soul. Spry guy also says Hillary doesn't enter unless it's a hundred percent rigged. That's probably true. <laughs> Crypto crook says, in my opinion, us has to face a choice between Trump and Bernie. It's like good versus evil. Epic battle. It would be, yeah, I mean, it would be interesting. It, I know it's not purist, but it, it would fundamentally break down to like a, a capitalism versus communism, socialism type dichotomy. That would be very interesting to see play out. Although I have my fears about Bernie Sanders actually being president of the United States. So, you know, dangerous game to play. Yeah. Crypto also says communism is evil. Of course, Bernie is its profit. U.S. has to reject it explicitly. Also says, I wonder if it's possible to make a donation DLive charitable enough to hear Matt's favorite sounder i'll keep trying well i never know how the d live crypto uh what the exchange rate is so i can't really make the judgment but i'll take you at your word i am not going to be niggardly for supporting the show and then uh over on um i left off on streamlabs over on i know a fat guy so uh matt eats fountain pens great name <laughs> what is this ben shapiro poop sock dance dot mp4 does not exist <laughs> Ben Shapiro poop sock dance.mp4 cannot hurt you. Any yeah. references to Ben Shapiro poop sock dance.mp4 is wider society now in wider society is are purely parody in nature and have no basis in reality. I'm unaware of this file that doesn't exist, but I'll definitely not be Googling it as soon as we're done with the stream. Uh, Phil says she <laughs> that lovely <laughs> that lovely woman we saw in that UVA video is uh, at UVA. She's just mad. I got to be careful about this one. <laughs> I don't know. She's just mad that any advance in, advancement in life she gets is due to white altruism and not her own work. Borderline. I don't know. But to, to the point, the more you do this like special black spaces, special black advantages, special advantage this over races, the more someone in that sort of position, exactly in the way you're describing, they have to question themselves if they deserve to be there. That's a natural outcome of that. And then, yes, everyone else from far has to wonder, like, well, did that person genuinely earn that thing? Yeah. Or are they a box that was checked? And that's not fair to anybody, to the yeah. point that's being made. If I were a black MIT student right now, I'd be so pissed off all the time. Yeah, you will always get the presumption of diversity box checked, mm -hmm. as opposed to someone who has earned the spot legitimately. Yep. And that's totally unfair. Ranglefrigo says, I'm betting that within the next two months, Blonde starts doing the stream from the bathroom. Serious question. What's your favorite flavor of ice cream? I have a, ooh, I have a very serious. Chocolate chip. Ooh, can't go wrong there. 
have a very serious ethical dilemma with ice cream. Uh, the fact of the matter is Ben and Jerry's cookie dough ice cream is the greatest ice cream ever made. So there good. are variants. They have the half-baked, and they, they have other stuff that's really good. But the cookie dough ice cream, by far, best ice cream ever made. Do I want to support that curly-haired soy boy communist who runs the company? I have mostly held off. The one exception was I, they, they started making the cookie dough just the cookie dough bites frozen in a bag. Mm. Had to try it. That's the one time I broke Fair the Fair enough. Earth. Ooh, Haagen-Dazs vanilla Swiss almond is also mm. choice. Choice. I generally shy away from nuts in ice cream. The one exception being drumsticks. Mm. I love drumsticks. The Those only time you shy away from nuts. <laughs> it's un- uncharacteristic. Unusual, yeah. Low-hanging fruit. Chad. Oh, sorry. Thank you, Chad. Is to run us. Appreciate your support. Redicus says, uh, Stop and frisk would inevitably end in racial bias when there is crime done by gangs that are based on racial lines. Crips, Bloods, La Raza, MS-13, skinheads. The issue is that you have a section of society that doesn't want to comply with the rule of law. I mean, no matter how you slice it, as we mentioned, the fact of the matter is these crimes are not committed in exactly equal racial proportion. So you're going to have racially unequal application of law enforcement. Just the reality, of course. Super, super cuckarot. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Okay, let me forget that Alfred Nobel invented dynamite and set up the Nobel Foundation giving out all sorts of Nobel Prizes. Alfred Nobel was a Swedish businessman, chemist, engineer, inventor, and philanthropist, but nothing ever came from Scandinavia. Fair point. Rich Ben says, that Scandinavian airline uh, video commercial was reviewed best by a YouTuber named Arch Warhammer, who is Norwegian. Also, Mormons and Catholics worship false idols and aren't Christians. Ooh, spicy. Shot at you, blonde. Uh, I did see, uh, when I Googled this earlier, I saw a link to this arch Warhammer video. I did not have time to watch it, but perhaps I should check it out. Kim says, what's more likely Bernie being the nominee or a radicalized scando, uh, Bernie being the nominee, probably uh, to be fair. Wasn't there that one radicalized scando mass shooter, like X amount of years ago. Didn't yes. Brendan Tarrant say he was like influenced by that guy. I can never remember his name, but he killed 77 youths. Jesus. Is that the record? Yeah, high score. Like, My God, that's it was that's at a some like liberal um, summer camp. That's the highest I've ever heard short of the truck of peace in France. That was like 80 it was people. on an island and he hmm. yeah, Brevik, Anders Brevik. Right. Skip Mayfield says uh, Bernie might get me too. There's still image of a top. There's still an image of a topless girl protester at his rally and his eyes are shooting laser beams right at her tits. <laughs> I haven't seen that, but I'll have to I'll see if I could find the clip. It sounds hilarious. Uh, I think we're all caught up. Uh, we got um, one more. Okay. Miles Kinslow. Hey guys, I almost went blind looking at these images. Lena Dunham at London fashion week and Lizzo in a bikini. WTF. Yeah. Lizzo in a bikini is pretty bad. Someone sent me that, like I said, and uh, I, I wish misfortune upon that person for what they made me look at. It's rough. She's got like a weird combination of like pancake titties, but also yeah. like huge titties. And then like, I don't care. I, and I she's still it. wearing into that it. like <laughs> dental floss bottom that, you know, you, you can see the entire, yeah. you can see everything there is to see on that giant moon of a yeah. uh, giant. Well, you can see all the craters on that moon the of her backside. Let's put it that way. I have never seen a, like such a huge discrepancy between how confident someone should be and how confident they are. Well, I mean, uh, her music is catchy. I can say that. I, I can yeah. admit that. I, I'm not really a fan, but it is catchy. Um, it is. 
other than that, I'm not going to go to a Lizzo show. I don't know if you could say that. You'd probably go to a Lizzo show. But I, she's going to be a flash in the pan for me, but I'm still at this phase where I'm like, her music makes me so happy. <laughs> Play it in the headphones over your baby bump and get your raise your child on Lizzo. I can't wait to see this. No. <laughs> there will be rules in this house. All right. We're going to call it a show. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight, guys. Appreciate uh, people tuning in live and keeping us in touch with the uh, facts on the spicy chat. Of course, if you're listening later on demand uh, on BitChute or YouTube or DLive or wherever you may be, audio platforms as well, thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. Remember, there is more material to listen to, including the call in show and um, other things you might not find on YouTube over on the audio platforms. So check those out. They're all linked in the description and on the website, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you can find your podcast, you can find us as well. Take us on the go with you. And uh, remember, you can always email us as well. That's beautyinthebeta at gmail.com. We will be back next Sunday. Because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press. It is Beauty and the Beta. Have a good night. Bye, guys. Thank you.